boys and girls. It's Wolfman Dave again. And you're listening to That Middle Podcast, episode 19. So, that's a little Arnie for you. I've been practicing. Can you tell? Mm. <laughs> so, I have my uh, special guest today. Yal Ganso, Yal. There you go. That was my best one. That's not too good. It's not, it's not that bad. <laughs> all right, so, <laughs> we've been, remember we were, we used to always do that all the time? Yeah, just. I think we got out of hand, dude. <laughs> fucking Ar- Arnie tangents. Uh, at one point, it was just like for everything. And, uh. Linda. Yeah, listen to me. <laughs> to, like the bathroom and, like, oh, dude. It was terrible. <laughs> so, what's new, man? You have a lot of, uh,. Like I guess updated, uh, your 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 profile is updated now. What's going on with you? I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the major. That's one of the kind major. Of a, kind of a big deal. Yeah, I got married this past April twenty. Four twenty. Four twenty, bro. Do that joke. A million. I, I mean, you won't ever forget it. Nah. <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, there's various reasons why I guess he could because of the date it falls on. But no, yeah, no, it's pretty no easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, you were you were there. Mm-hmm. Naturally, you saw it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I got married. Um, recently got promoted at work, so that's been going good. Um, they had me work in graveyard, which is not very good, but you know, gotta do what you gotta do. But pay, pay the bills. Yeah, it's pretty much, man. Um, but there's something I'd like for you to talk about. Nah. And this was, uh, I believe, Dallas. You went. No, Austin? Uh, Austin. So you went to Austin. Yeah. Um, not. Not Boston, Massachusetts. No, I'm not that rich to go that far. But so, tell us about that. Yeah, so as a kind of a honeymoon gift, my wife had got us a ticket to go see the Dream Theater. Um, which those who know me well know I'm a big prog snob, and I love I love Dream Theater. I like them. I know I know they, there's a kind of a love hate for that band um, <clears throat> in the community of prog metalheads and whatnot. But you know, they're one of the first uh, bands that kind of turned me on to that deeper understanding of what music can be. And as just something, well, maybe I've strayed from them in recent uh, years, I guess. I still really enjoy them. I mean, I think their latest album's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we um, we went. And, and the thing that, so that was special about that show was that it was the uh, 20th anniversary for the album Metropolis Part 2, Scenes from a Memory, which those who know me as well know that's, I think, their best work. I think that's... Aside from the really early stuff, I think that's like kind of like the turning point for that band. Because yeah. after that album, it kind of changed everything for them, their sound and everything. I think that was the last truly uh, classic-sounding Dream Theater album. And the fact that they, I got to hear it live, you know, it's just, it struck such an emotional chord for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the fact that I can recite that album, <laughs> you know, cover to cover is, is also um, just a nostalgic high for me. But yeah, um, they did that. They did it beautifully. Um, there, it was a just dream theater. It was a, no no opening acts. It was uh, two hours of dream theater, uh, pretty much. Uh, first hour was uh, kind of a mix. Uh, they did some, you know, uh, kind of a mixed bag of songs. Um, Anything from Awake? You know what, dude? Not really. I noticed that's a very underplayed uh, album. Um, they actually did a lot of newer shit. Um, they did, of course, you know, like about three or four songs off the new one. 
Um, mm. they, they did the ones I give a shit about. So that they did. Have, that must have sounded badass. Oh, it was great. Yeah, they did um, Barstool Warrior, which is a great yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, they did a pale, du- a pale Blue Dot, which is my other, probably my favorite one on that. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, so they did those. Um, they did some stuff off of Black Clouds and Silver Linings. It's a Nightmare to Remember. It's mm-hmm. a 16-minute song about a car crash. It's oh, literally shit. what it is. <laughs> Somehow they managed to write that long about a fucking a car crash. crash. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they did that. Um, and then, surprisingly, they didn't... At first, I thought they weren't going to do Pull Me Under, which is kind of crazy because that's like their one hit. But, yeah, they saved it for the end. It's the answer. Yeah, so they... Exactly. So they did that, and then, yeah, a little, little 20-minute interlude, and they came back and did the full Metropolis album. They had a cool, like, um, video to go with it that kind of went with the... Went back. Right, they're going with the concept, you know, the story that the album tells about the dude, you know, kind of being the reincarnation of a woman who was murdered because she was a slut. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> if you want to know about it, look it up on Wikipedia. But um, it was really great. Um, I think... There's a lot of debate on uh, James Labrie and his vocals as of late, um, mostly because he's, you know, he's, as another artist has gone, uh, that we'll get into later, um, he's gone through vocal surgeries and things like that that have affected his ability to sing, because one thing that Dream Theater was known for during the Awake days and the Images and Words days was his falsettos. He was able to hit those fucking highs, like, like, amazingly, he just bust them out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. and now he can't really do that. So now he has to compensate, and it forces him to change his whole vocal approach, which you know, and, and not everyone's gonna agree with that. And I wonder if that changes also the way the music process, the way they write music too. Absolutely, because they have to everything too. They have to write. They have to kind of cater to him because unfortunately, um, his vo- his instrument is an instrument that you can't replace. You know, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. something that does wear out just like anything else, and unfortunately. Right. He's stuck with what he's got, but he, I think he's done a, a, an amicable job, amicable job of, you know, compensating and working his way through the, the difficulties. And even again, you know, Metropolis was, I believe, written before all that happened, right around the time it did. And he still when he first started having trouble, right? And he still sounded really good because if you listen to the the recording of that album, he does have a lot of, um, he just hits a lot of falsettos and stuff, and. Yeah. He was able to, like, he didn't really hit him, but he was able to, like, just, I guess, change his vocal pattern to just kind of compensate. And it was, it, it was good. It was a really good That's show. That's fucking awesome. Absolutely. Man. But, um, yeah, and Austin's amazing, you know, those of you who have been there. It's, I love Austin, man. Yeah. I'm going to head out in, I think, mid-July. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. You go see something? Or? Um, it's going to be for a friend's uh, uh, baby shower. Oh, right on. Cool, cool. Congrats. Actually, Senor Josh. Congrats to him. The other uh, <laughs> podcast, uh, yeah, 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 former co-host, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and awesome. then um, I don't know if it's later in the year, man. Mm-hmm. We're just demons and wizards. We're gonna play, mm-hmm. and I think that's Dallas, but I'm pretty sure that's in October. Oh wow! And I can't wait. I, I need to fucking get my figure that out. <laughs> ticket. I need to get the tickets for that because that's a, that's a once in a lifetime. Like, that's list. their only yeah because that's their only tour. Oh, wow. That is the only two they're going to hit. If you don't see them, they're never doing it again. So that's going to have to be like... Just like, by name alone, they deserve your attention. Yeah. Major, <laughs> major bucket list. Fuck yeah. And I've said it before in the past, but if you haven't... Uh, if you don't remember, Demons and Wizards is Iced Earth and uh, Blind Guardian um, together. Power Metal goodness. It's, it's actually... You know how I always make those jokes? Like if this band and this other band fucked, this is what it would sound like? <laughs> This is literally, literally that. that. <laughs> it's actually that. <laughs> so Perfect. that's pretty funny. Perfect. Um, so there's them. And I think Amato Marth are going to hit with... Who was it? Uh, uh, at the Gates. 
and Arch Enemy, and I forgot who other what other good band. I'm not big on Arch Enemy mm. these days, but but I mean, yeah, it, it's cool to see them. You know? Oh yeah, I don't That's like the too. Blue Troll at all. <laughs> the Blue Troll. I just <laughs> she belongs on the TV in the movie. In the... You know? But I don't. <laughs> Like I don't like her vocal style either. Yeah, but they're very they're very questionable these days, anyways. That reminds me. You know, now that you brought it up, Amon and Martha, mm-hmm. how are you feeling that that uh, I was trying to remember the name uh, Berserker? How are you feeling that? Fucking love it, dude. Right. I kind of feel like they went kind of thrashy with the last couple of releases. And I yeah. feel like this one's kind of more. It it's kind of like um, <clears throat> Pursuit of the Vikings. It's I don't know. Uh, like that. I forgot what album that was off, but. It's like if they went back... It's, it feels like a back to basics for yeah. them. I feel like they kind of got feedback for what mm-hmm. direction they were going in. And I think they decided to pump the brakes, which... Yeah. I don't... I mean, to, get, to be honest, I think... Wow, I'm trying to think which album it was. Was it the one before that? Yeah, or, it was Jotun. No, not Jotun. John, John's Viking or... Yeah, that one. I yeah, like I think that one. That was the one that kind of came off... It was less Mellow Death and more thrashy. Yeah, I, I, I listened to maybe... One song and decided this I was gonna suck. Played through part of it. I, I don't think I've ever given. Yeah, it a, you tr- I couldn't. To be it. fair, I, I don't think I gave it a full listen either. But like, yeah. that was kind of where I was like, oh, all right. And then I was like, they heard this one. They had released, I think, on Apple Music, like one song, kind of like a little taste. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. There's something to this. And then, yeah, no, it kind of set the stage for the album. Yeah. It's really good. And definitely, crack, crack the sky. Ap- was, I think. The, yeah, and then they have that. Yeah, and then. Ugh, fucking, what's the name of Thor's Hammer? That song. Molliner? Yeah, they have that song. I remember that one was pretty rad. Meow, meow. They have, like, good hooks for a death metal band. They're, Dude, they're, they're good, good hooks. hooks. But, uh, it was funny because, like, the the guy that... Uh, the, one of the editors, main... The head mm-hmm. editor, whatever the fuck he's called. From the the mag the online publication that I used to write for. I'm not writing for them anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, he was... Uh, he went off on a... On a... <laughs> he just went off on... Uh, on them, like on Amon and Marth, yeah, like one of the worst bands he's he ever felt heard. That, no, 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 oh, no, he's never liked them. He's never liked them. Really, that they're like basically a baby metal sort of not not baby metal the band, but like very basic like band, death uh, metal for for babies. Exactly, death uh, metal for babies. Like, no, nah, that's not fair. And that they're not they don't have melodies and they don't have yeah they do. That's all they and, are. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's their whole thing. Which uh, I was I thought it was interesting <laughs> because I was like I don't. Get upset with anybody. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to... Well, yeah, everyone can have If you don't opinion. see it that way, that's cool. Whatever. Because yeah. we, we had a good civil conversation. It wasn't... It wasn't... Oh, okay. It didn't get bad. Yeah. But it was just very... Two gentlemen can very, disagree. Yeah. It right. was very... It was a strange thing. Because I'm like, dude, Amon Amarth, you know... You might not like them for whatever reason. Maybe they don't like to, the, the, to do Viking thing. Or they don't <laughs> like that, whatever. But uh, it is what it is. But I was yeah. like... We both agreed. Tool sucks. <laughs> oh, and, and, goodness! Uh, and uh, and Mastodon also. We gotta go there. Yeah, yeah. No, it was funny, dude. It was really fucking funny. Hey, um, so uh, there's a lot of news about Tool. Oh God! Apparently, they you see they added they added a new color to their album cover. Yeah, according Did to you? Metal Sucks or whatever the fuck. <laughs> the fucking Metal Sucks. <laughs> Did you see uh the, that new meme? Of it's like people in a relay race. Uh-huh. Passing off the baton, uh-huh. and it said like, uh, "shitty band passing on to another shitty band," mm-hmm. for, uh, like for releases later on in the year. And yeah. it's Slipknot oh. passing it over to Tool. It's too old now. Now it's your turn. Now to, it's your turn to release a shitty now, album. It's your turn to disappoint everyone. Yeah, 
Like one and of the still things... garner all the attention yes. from all the media. I mean, I mean, just alone by being absent and just not in that's the enough scene, for them. Yeah. It's enough that people are like, who, who where have they been? What are you doing? How I come? think a lot of it is, is all the yeah. high school kids that listen to Tool and Slipknot are are happy because they're relevant again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of mean, but eh. No, I, I mean, it it's is probably it's, true. It's, it is what it is. Uh, you know. It's true. I think it's true. I yeah, mean, I mean, like, you could say a band that we disagree on, I think, like, Nine Inch Nails pulls that shit all the time. That fucker goes under a rock for seven, eight years and he fucking farts on a snare drum and all of a sudden it's like, oh, crisis yeah. returned. And yeah. even then, I, I don't like anything post, like, 2001 from that dude. So mm-hmm. I kind of came to that realization that I think 90s Nine Inch Nails is... That's about, better that's about it. As far as I'm concerned, he died. I mean, it's, nah. that's interesting because, like, I think there's also another fucking funny story or article. And I don't know if it was, like, The Onion uh, type shit satire. It needs to be but it was one of them that was funny, like, people watching a Radiohead concert. And uh, they're like, woo! They, they oh, I think I the standing ovation for a new song. When they were just doing uh, sound check, it was just a guitar tech. Yeah, it was just doing, doing... sound check, <laughs> and it's like I've seen that, that one. shit's funny because like you know those fans, for let's say, all the diehard Tool fans, right? All the diehard, you know, people they'll come to their fucking defense. Oh, of course, and be like, no, they don't will you take dare. up, they will take up the weeb armor. Don't you mm. dare! Like people were like talking shit about me, to me. About oh yeah, or when I was talking shit about who was it, Ghost. Oh, or um, well, you hate you hate the the Holy Slayer. Oh, not that you hate them, but yeah. you don't you don't drink the Kool Aid when it comes to Slayer. No, I don't. I'm not. Um, I'm not gonna like you said drink the Kool Aid. I like the first couple albums. I'll yes. even go as far as Rain and Blood. Oh yeah, but that's oh. when they started to sound the same. When everything was exactly so when the same. Slayer started sounding like Slayer, as exactly. you so eloquently put it. Yes, yeah. and, and, and it actually makes sense, though, right? It's true. Like you you hear, like, oh shit, I know what he means. The, those those fucking those riffs that. Um, the ones that, are that they're just room, yeah, yeah the trun, 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 that Slayer is notorious for that, uh, the random guitar vomit for yeah. a solo. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, again, I don't hate Slayer. Like, I mean, right. if someone gave me a ticket and said, "Let's go," I would go. Fuck yeah. I don't think I'd pay money, but I would go. It, like I said, um, I don't hate them. Yeah, but you know, going back way back to the overrated, I just think they're overrated. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's better thrash options out there for sure. Yeah. The um, I mean, going back to the the whole. Tool thing, like, people kind of trip out. They're always like, how can you be, like, say you're into Prague and not like Tool and not like Mastodon? And very easily, it turns out, because I love a lot of Prague bands. I mean, you know, we can go for days, you know, Dev and Townsend. Dude, Andromeda. Andromeda, thank you. Um, fu- uh, fucking, you know, Opeth, Arion. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go on. We can go mm-hmm. on. And they all sound different. They all have their own thing going. Symphony X. Symphony X. Symphony X is fucking amazing. And even then, they, they, their more recent work is super heavy. Like it's Ooh, more, ultra. more metal than ever. Yeah. Um, you know, the earlier stuff is more just kind of like capturing that um, Iron Maiden-ish prog sound. Right. But like, you know, that power prog, I guess, is the yeah, way you can describe it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like the more recent, the last like, what, two, three albums that um, Symphony X has come out with have been fucking brutal. Said, um, Iconoclast? Iconoclast is yeah. flat. That opening track is amazing. It's yeah. fucking heavy as hell. and yeah. It just doesn't stop. Well, I think I think it started when they did The Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really started after that album. Like, yeah. That album's fucking... They kind of turned dude. up the crunch. Oh, dude. <laughs> Some of the heaviest uh, guitar riffs I've ever heard, man. Yeah. Coming from these dudes. Absolutely. Uh, and they're American, right? Jersey. Yeah. Uh, and... Russell Allen, dude. I mean, uh, he's us. He's fucking badass. I saw him 
um, well, I didn't see him because he didn't come out in this on the mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. But he comes out in the area. Yeah, of course. Right? It's one um, of the many initiated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now my question to you. Mm-hmm. So what have you been listening to lately? Um, so obviously, like I mentioned earlier, the, the new Dream Theater album, Distance Over Time, DT, haha. DT. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a wonderful, wonderful album. Um, uh, the most uncharacteristic thing about that album is that there's, I don't think there's like, there's like maybe one song that hits the 10 minute mark. The vast majority of the album is, you know, um, normal song length, you know, four to six minutes for the most part, which is kind of unheard of. I mean, uh, after Dream Theater released the double album of The Astonishing, which... It's probably my least favorite album they've ever done. Um, it's not that it sounds bad. It's just too much. It's a lot to take in. It's too much. And it's the fact that I live in a life where, you know, um, you know I'm a parent. I you know, have my family. Uh, it's kind of hard to sit down and listen to a double album. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's a concept album. So it's kind of yeah, like hard yeah, to listen yeah. to bits and pieces of it and really enjoy the, the context yeah. of the music. Right. So, I mean, so I think Distance Over Time, I think they kind of, I think they kind of, I think they felt the same way. And they made just kind of a back to basics, you know. And there's no loss in the talent in that album. It's complex as fuck. You know, they um, they have like half a dozen different type signatures in a five minute song. So yeah. it's impressive. Um, the, the cover art is badass. Oh, yeah. That fucking skull with the robot hand. Yeah. yeah it's awesome work. Um, very Shakespearean. Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. Um, other album that I've been listening to, Ad Nauseam. I probably lost count of how, how much I've listened mm-hmm. to it is fucking Devin Townsend's uh, Empath. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing record. Um, I'm sure those who follow Devin Townsend knows how much heart and soul that man put into that record. He put yeah. pretty much all of his savings and money yeah. into making his album happen. And it's his career is almost dependent, or probably is dependent, on, on how well this album does. So uh, you guys actually um, are making an effort to get an actual copy of it just to support him. Though I stream constantly, but... Just a habit, you know. I wanted to see about getting the vinyl at least. But like, um, yeah. if you have any love for that man, I think we owe it to him to help him. He's I amazing. Agree. I agree because you know, like you mentioned before, he puts he puts all his heart and soul into to the creative process, the writing, the writing process, and it shows. You know, mm-hmm. like um, so. The very least we owe it to. I really hope that later on this year, and I'm not sure if he announced anything, if he does a tour. Yeah, I hope so. Because uh, I know he's doing the acoustic tour. Right. Um, he's a supporting act, though, right? Mm-hmm. He's not headlining. Yeah, and I'm not really too excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that man is But the still, show. <laughs> it'd be pretty cool. But Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, if it's in your area, definitely should check him out. Yeah. Those of you who are uh, that are uninitiated, you know, definitely Devin Townsend. Look him up. Love, check out Strapping Young Lad. I mean, his yeah. work with... Uh, For the heavier shit. His work with um, Steve, Vai. Steve Vai that he did early 90s. So all that stuff he's done is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Definitely worth checking him out. Um, the other thing I've been listening to was not metal related at all. It's um, it's a group called Starbomb. They're just uh, it's a hip-hop group. It's a bunch of YouTubers rapping about video games. It's it's, it's parody. But um, if you're into video games by any small stretch, the references they make are pretty. The referential humor in it is... Oh, okay. Spot on. So it's entertaining because yeah, it's just two white guys rapping about video games. It's it's it's, it's, it's silly. It's not meant to be taken <laughs> seriously. It's That's just badass. it's just um, you know they write songs about you know how can Link from Legend of Zelda carry five million things without even a satchel, <laughs> you know? And no shit. <laughs> exactly. Just silly shit like that, or you know, um, uh-huh. there's a song I can't think of the title of it, but it's um, basically a Pokemon battle. 
Yeah. Where they choose Pikachu, but instead of Pikachu like fighting, he busts out a guitar and just does solos, and he gets his ass kicked over and over. <laughs> and then they do little comments like Pikachu, I choose you, and then he just starts shredding and here Pika Pika, and he's shredding and shit. Yeah. And he goes, actually, that is pretty tasty. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like it's, it's, like a, it's a totally it's like a tenacious D thing. Kind of, but it's it's rap. It's rap for the most part. No, no, I know. But, but it's it's uh it's silly. I've listened to it a couple of times. It's just a very short album. It's like twenty minutes. It's yeah. super short, but it's it's good for a laugh. Uh, but that's that. Those are the. I mean, it's, those are the things that have been kind of still diverting most of my attention these this, at least this past past uh, couple of months. So, you know how we like electronic stuff, right? Absolutely. And so, um, I've actually still been on my You've been on a kick. Is uh, the new Rammstein? The Rammstein. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I've actually been digging it a lot, and I talked about it in the last podcast. But I've still, I've really been listening to it a lot. It's really cool. It's yeah. it's a good mix of. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but it, they make these rock and metal songs sound mm. pop, <laughs> but like you know absolutely it, uh... accept, uh, acceptable in a way that it's <laughs> like, all right, well, non-metalheads and metalheads could listen to it, yeah, and not have an issue with the content. At you all. don't know whether to throw horns and headbang to it or to twerk to it. Yeah, <laughs> and I think you could do both at the same time. Man. That'd be a sight. Um, so I've been on that. I also wanted to announce the October Tide released their new album. Death Spell Omega released their new album. Uh, Flesh Got Apocalypse released their new album. I think Origin sounded recently uh, too. Right? There, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Pelican released a new album. You guys left for the, uh, it's, uh, post-rock, post-metal. Like we mentioned, uh, Amon Amarth. Amon Amarth released a new album. Berserker. Uh, which I've been listening to a lot still lately. You ever watch um, Clerks from Kevin Smith? Mm, yeah. Would you like some making fuck berserker? You remember that part? No. Ah, look at that. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to this band called Cryptos. Cryptos. Which plays this really fucking cool, like, um, um, like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, beefed up on steroids. Uh, amazing shit. Nice. Cryptos with a K. <laughs> oh, um, forgot to mention, um, yeah. just kind of go back to what I've been listening to. Sorry, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fucking the one you showed me, um, Southern Empire. That is some good shit, man. Oh, yeah, the Brock album. Yeah, they're yeah, really yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, the only thing that's funny is one of my friends, I had showed him, I told him, hey, check him out. And um, he's, he's, um, he's, he's big on, like, prog in general. Yeah. And, yeah, he's all, oh, it's great, but, um, man, they look like dorks. I'm like, I'm like really? He goes, yeah. Look them up on YouTube. They look stupid. I never even bothered. It, it, it made me sad. I was like, wow. They look nothing like they sound. They look oh, like. No. They look like. Um, do you remember that band uh, from the '90s, uh, the Orgy? Yeah. It looked like that. Like oh. he wears like makeup and he has like a mohawk. No looks, way. It looks really pretty. No. <laughs> and like, yeah, you hear that awesome voice and those awesome fucking ranges that he yeah, does. Yeah, that dude right there. Yeah, and oh. yeah, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't look like him. Like I mean, like it doesn't look like that voice should be coming out of that. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. They're, they're really pretty, good. Um, if yeah. you guys want to listen to some really good, um, fucking prog, long ass, very long songs, like thirty minutes is the average on the um, their most recent album. Yeah. Um, what's the name? Escapes me. Civilization. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, that album is like five songs, but they're all fucking long. Yeah. But it's, uh, but it's just beautifully done. Yeah, it's worth your kind of avant garde in some areas, but it's really good. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And of course, the other band that I've been listening to, mm-hmm. which is what we're going to be talking about today, later on, actually, just 
uh, once we get through a few of our uh, topics. Catatonia. Hell so I made yeah. that I made that playlist that uh yeah a nice little condensed like you mentioned kind of playlist. like the your your version of the best of <laughs> yeah I mean there's obviously I'm missing their well, they have a huge their early list. stuff well yeah but it's not really synonymous of who they are now though so that's that's why I made the list like that the yeah. playlist like that uh, and I know there's a lot of people who uh, are, love old Catatonia only. Okay. They don't listen to anything when they when they did everything. Uh, after Brave Murder Day. They don't listen to yeah anything everything after 1997. They kind of <laughs> so I kind of felt like that was a little disappointing. Yeah, um, because that's like, dude, uh, like I always mention is don't don't limit yourself to what you can listen to. Yeah, try to listen to everything and don't uh, don't pigeonhole yourself. Uh, if you're just listening to doom and death metal and that's it. Like, there's other kinds of music out there. Dude. You're like, you're limiting yourself to yeah. the shoreline of a beautiful island. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. You need there's, to get in there. there's Prague and there's like all kinds of shit going on. Anyways. Yeah. It's actually... So you mentioned desert. <laughs> oh, yeah. Desert now, island. <laughs> now. That's actually the topic that we're going to... It's a good segue there. Yeah, it was a very good segue. <laughs> so, let's play a game. Mm-hmm. We're we're stuck on a desert island, individually, not together, because oh, that damn. would that would be more fun. That would, would have helped. That'd be a lot more. That would be helpful. <laughs> um, but you can only take one album with you, mm. and one album. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna say one album. I'm just gonna say you can only pick one artist. Okay. Everything from theirs you can listen to, oh. and that's that. Right? Okay. okay. Now we're gonna limit it to four different bands. And you pick one, and and what you feel would be beneficial to you. Okay. So we have Devin Townsend, mm-hmm. and um, I suppose we would include his uh, Devin Townsend project, uh, Devin Townsend band, uh, all his shit. All anything his... that has his name on it, or anything that he's had a part of. His name. His name. Okay. His name. <clears throat> then uh, there's Arion. Mm-hmm. There's Opeth and the ever more ever so popular Mastodon. They are popular though. That's why. Not with this room. But. Yeah, not yeah, <laughs> not in this household at all. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to drive yourself to insanity and kill yourself, Mastodon would be the obvious choice. Yeah, I think that would be a good. That would be a safe pick for the island. Die so that you could just you could do like Tom Hanks did in a <laughs> Castaway, but he actually he you will you will actually do it and throw yourself over the cliff. <laughs> Mastodon! <laughs> yeah. You win this time. <laughs> Alright, so am I going first or sure? Okay. okay. Um Yeah, man, I mean the first choice for me. Um Devin Townsend out of all I mean, don't get me wrong, Kazarion's kind of a taste of everything. Um yeah. Devin Townsend is probably the artist that really kind of made me what I am today as far as my tastes are concerned.
we go all the way back to, you know, uh, shit, Ocean Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, that album, for me, when I first heard it, I was in high school. I was the thing. It was like, I mean, it was already out for a couple of years, um, but it was, I think, like 2001, 2000, when I first heard that album. I just kind of got wind of Strapping a Lad, and then they were like, whoa, you got to see his solo shit. And I'm like, that shit was a revelation for me. Yeah. And it, it just... Same. Yeah. It just opened my eyes, um, you know. That I mean, just that album alone, just his maybe his original like four albums, which I believe was what Terria, Ocean Machine, um, Infinity, mm-hmm. and um, God, did he do another one or was that it? No, he did another one, yeah. Um, was it physicist, one? yeah, physicist. Um, those like four alone are like just kind of like a just I think they paint a good picture of what that man's about and what he's capable of, yeah. I mean, you have the the avant garde quirkiness through infinity and mm-hmm. even interior and then you have like kind of the, the brutality and the and the the technical just battery that he does to the physicist and then you have this kingdom th- exactly kingdom. and i mean so good that he had to do it again yeah um and then of course you know with ocean machine you have kind of the more his melodic <sighs> i love that one his melodic side you know it's the, like the ethereal just like yes um just like just i mean relaxing. just listen to the last track on that album things yeah. beyond things that's a song that brings a tear to my eye every time. Yeah. It's such a beautiful song. The lyrical content is amazing. And then it scares you to death with this huge squeal at the end mm-hmm. <laughs> for no reason, which I'm pretty sure he did it just to do it. Yeah. But yeah, Devin Townsend would be a, <laughs> would be a no-brainer. He would get me through those long days. Absolutely. All right. I think that's a excellent choice. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't pick Mastodon. <laughs> like I said, if, I, if I'd given just about given up on life, then... That would have been the easiest the Swift exit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will, under normal, normal circumstances, probably would have agreed with you, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Arion. Had a feeling. Break away through the walls of reality Into the realm on the other side Break away from the cool rationality Now is the time this and i was thinking i have to be logical about everything sure uh i was thinking just by the sheer variety yeah. of of singers musicians and just everything uh overall Devin townsend's fuckery. like a main course but arion's like the whole buffet exactly yeah uh when you're i mean having a, this metal opera mm-hmm. coming and um like i mean i saw him last night again on the the universe oh, yeah that the dvd, DVD the blu-ray oh yeah. dude it's so fucking amazing it's a hell of a show yeah and um my girl she got all into it man she had yeah never, did she, she? Had that's awesome yeah because yes. the first time she fell asleep because uh, it was like already two three in the morning when we first started today last night we made sure to watch early yeah so she was like super into it um Loved all the characters, all the people. Yeah, the whole the, con- the story it tells the yeah. just to see this this fucking 
just this menagerie of just yeah. artists from different styles and backgrounds just yeah. coming together to make this beautiful thing and and I thought about it really hard when when you when when we kind of talked about the list and I was like yeah I was kind of on the fence and I was like you know but Devin has that nostalgic factor that's why I tipped it for me but yeah Arion was like oh man because you get a little bit of everything with everything him. yeah <laughs> it's like and, and it's just I don't know I mean the dude's he's a fucking sweetheart man mm-hmm. you know like he's a dork he's a gentle giant. <laughs> You know, you yeah, I mean, know. His, his, he, he's like six eight or six nine. <laughs> he's all if you guys don't know. He's big, lanky, tall, lurchy dude. <laughs> yeah, he's freaking huge, man. He has like a big ass uh, raincoat or or like a duster. <laughs> duster. Like, dude, how did you find one that's big enough for you to wear, man? <laughs> Does it come off like a fucking regular jacket? I know. For him? Right? <laughs> no, it, it would be like two or three for us. Like, you know. It and so, strictly Arian, not like his other stuff he did, right? Because I know he did some. I'm trying to find him. He did some releases under his name. Under Arjun, mm-hmm. like the Star One stuff that would be included. Star I guess. One because has I mean, his name on it. I mean, because yeah, I mean, because Arion is Arion. Arion's kind of its own thing, but like Star One is kind of the same thing. It's kind of this collaboration, yeah. you know, project that he did. Star One to me was probably one of the my more favorite. Um, that shit was a work. revelation in itself. I mean, yeah. I remember when you kind of just—I don't know if you stumbled across it or how it came about, yeah. but you're just like, I remember we were hung out and you're like, dude. Check this shit shut out. the fuck up and yeah. listen to this shit. I'm like, okay. It just Set that, your control. Yeah, dude. Just that opening track just yeah. gets you ready. Like, yeah. he knew we got to start this track with a fucking... Yeah. Like a fucking prelude of what's going to hit you. Yeah. What's going to come at you. And that track is exactly that. Yeah. It's beautiful. That album and the second album mm-hmm. are just as good. Absolutely. So if you like... If you want something a little bit more different... But the same Star One still does it. Arion yeah, does it. It's, it starts. It's it's like Star Trek Metal Man. You gotta, you gotta check it out. It's I fucking agree. great. <laughs> yeah. I, that for sure is a good comparison. It's a blast. I kind of feel like also, um, uh, yeah, Dan Swano was on Star One. Yes, I think it was the drummer, I, and I think he might have done vocals. He did vocals on a few tracks. I can't think of which and, ones. Um, I'm bad with titles, but yeah, he he he, he did there. he did vocals, and I also know that on uh, when they did live, mm-hmm. he filled it on drums. Okay, and, uh, that dude is insane, man. I know he's he's actually talking about one man shows. Jesus Christ! So we can cross this out already. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about that. So yeah, let's let's talk about Dan. Mm-hmm. So Dan, uh, since we're gonna talk about Catatonia, yeah, uh, we'll include these little parts about Catatonia later on. Sure, but let's 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 talk about. Uh, Part of his resume, you know, so, some, yes. of the, some of the things that because it's extensive. It's um, I'm not sure if you counted, but I, I tried counting, and I believe <laughs> he's been associated with at least 102 bands. Oh my god! It could be more. It could yeah, be plus or minus everything from vocals, instruments, and uh, production. Production, he's right? A production so, wizard, and, and some there that's actually his band. Yeah, yeah. So he's been around. Uh, He's been around since like what early early 90s? or way or super early nineties. Yeah, uh, some of the, some of the not- notable bands that he's been in, uh, of course, Edge of Sanity, right? Unicorn, uh, Bloodbath, Bloodbath, one of my favorites. Star One, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. His solo album, which he did under his name, called yes. Moon Tower. Oh, badass! His vocals are amazing, beginning to end. That is yeah. a cover to cover listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my other favorites, Diabolical Masquerade. Yes. Right? <laughs> it's, uh, for those of you that don't, aren't familiar with that, that is, um, how many tracks is it? 
like a hundred no something like sixty something tracks. Yeah. I mean these tracks range from like ten seconds to two minutes, but yeah. it just flows. This is this big uh, yeah. black metal opera. It's it's really great. Yeah, it's meant it's meant to be the soundtrack to a horror movie that right. they made, you know. And like even the, the cover yeah. is like a horror movie poster. Right. Like um uh, <laughs> Like, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's a great list. It's so fucking. And awesome. that that I mean, it's it's it, 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 primarily the 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 vocal stylings he goes for with the people that he collab, uh, collaborates with on that album. Yeah. It's mostly like you know black metal, like like the screechy throaty vocals. But like, there's also like again, he kind of inserts some prog into that album. Yeah. Like he, there's some crazy. There was, there's eighties. There's eighties yeah. in there, like eighties riffs. It's, and it's, there's everything. it's great. It's and great. that was the the brainchild of uh, Catatonia's guitarist, yeah. uh, Blackheim. So that's them two collaborated on that, and they did Diabolical Masquerade. Uh, the other notable band that I would say is Nightingale. Yes, that's his most recent, I believe. It's uh, that he's done. Yeah, he's done a lot of work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one of the little fun tidbits I think that I found that I thought was very interesting was he's actually left-handed, mm-hmm. but uses a standard guitar huh. and does not reverse the strings. So he keeps the strings like right-handed. Like a normal right-handed guitar, he keeps it the same, and he still uses it as normal. Dude, I can't even brush my teeth with my right hand. I don't. I I can't. (laughs) I can't do it with my left, so I don't know how he does that. (laughs) That guy's insane. Yeah, and so I thought that was really interesting that I had to kind of include that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Fun little trivia. And so there's a few bands that he's actually contributed to in terms of helped out Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe guided them or pushed them or maybe even like mentored. Some would be uh, Gates of Ishtar. Yes. Opeth. Yes. October Tide. November's Doom. Dissection. And one of these other melodic death metal bands uh, called Don mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so he's been... We're just like underplaying it because he's been all over it's, the It's. Place. I mean, we could do a whole hour it's, conversation yeah. of, you know, just kind of going through what he's been... Uh, it's funny that you mentioned, um, you know, before um, you asked me to come on here... Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I knew like with the discussion of Catatonia that he wasn't to come up. Obviously, how can he not? But I was also thinking that it's kind of funny. Um, it was it's been a while, but I remember earlier, fuck, about a month or two ago, I went th- I went th- like a week, about two weeks. Um, I was listening to Bloodbath, and I was like, you know what, I can go for some fucking Edge of Sanity. Yeah. And I was going on an Edge of Sanity trip for a while. And that's yeah. all I was listening to um, on my way to work, during yeah. work, like just yeah. playing that shit. And it's just, um, I mean, you know, that's one of his more Straightforward, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just death metal. It's, it's it's great though. It's just so well done. But it's so like uh, at it, it, infant stages of like what death metal could be, mm-hmm. and him adding his two cents to that sound. It's like what Chuck did for with with death. Yeah, it's it's it, you know. Yeah, and it's in those it's in those, it's in that weird time. Yeah, uh, where people are just discovering this sort of music and what they can do with it. And he was adding different things to it. Cause it doesn't sound like you're. While the spotlight was on, you know, like Chris Barnes, um, Cannibal Corpse, and you know, Florida, early, yeah, the Florida, Florida scene, death metal, death metal yeah, yeah uh, Deicide and uh, Morbid Angel, mm-hmm. which clearly, I mean, they all kind of borrow from each other. And then, but um, yeah, like it's just you know, um, they had, that, that was where the spotlight was. But yeah, I mean, he was over here with Edge of Sanity. Doing his own spin, and it was yeah. just fucking this amazing thing. His take on it. I Absolutely. That was fucking badass. Piss break. Woo! Also, the Bloodbath stuff that you're talking about, mm-hmm. 
Um, one of the albums that I think what well, was this the latest one? Ah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Something Satan Zero. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, um, yeah. The Satan. The I'm bad with titles, guys. So I apologize. Me too. Uh, la, 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 arrow of Satan is drawn. Yeah, but the last song. It's like Flumdutskat. Flumdutskat. What is it called? Let's see. The the drums. Oh, Frischman. Yes, that one. Frischman. Fucking killer, dude. Two ends at the end. There's another band. Yeah, that's an amazing track. The beginning. Oh, dude, I saw it. opens it. They fucking played it live. Stabs you in the heart and track stretches the wound open so you can die faster. Yes. Such a... Yeah, when... When you had told me that Bloodbath was back, yeah, I was like, like back, back. You're like, it's not like a greatest hits. Like, no, back, like new yeah, material. Yeah. I was like, mother of mother of God, holy shit. And it's just a that album's a regular listen for me. I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I'll go like a, a week without at least playing it once. It's such a good album. Yeah, I love the like we were mentioning that last track the, with the crazy name. Yeah, and then I lear- I heard. Um, Cancer, Cancer came back. Uh, they made a comeback album, mm-hmm. and there's uh, I think Garrot or Garrett, like when you yeah. murder someone, like with yeah, the, with, with the wire, yeah, piano wire, uh, and um, I think it's the opening track, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of that. Yeah. It starts like that. The, the <laughs> little cool drum. Oh, oh it's fucking bad, dude. Yeah, play it later. Cause he, <laughs> yeah, because it gets you fucking... Like you said, it hypes you up, It gets dude. you ready, man. It's it's like my whoop that trick for the morning. You know? Yeah. Like, it just... Gets you ready for the work day. It, just, <laughs> it hypes you up, man. It's great, dude. <laughs> that fucking song. Um, yeah, it's um, it's great. Um, it's it's perfection. It's There's mm-hmm. not a bad song. There's not a bad moment in that album. It's, yeah. it's and, amazing. And again, who's in it? The wow. dudes from Catatonia. Catatonia, yes, it's got a mix of everybody. Jonas, uh, it's, I mean, it's it's another kind of a dream project. Well, he's not. He's actually hasn't been with them anymore. Damn. Oh really? Yeah, he left several years ago. But he, he at one point he did vocals. At one point he was. A yeah, drummer. I thought he did. I thought he did. Um, did he do production on this one or it's, anything? Uh, oh, production, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. But I'm talking about well, like, as far as like being like a audio band audible, member. audible band um, member. Yeah, no. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Yeah, definitely fucking Chingon. Um, what else? What other? Um, I'm trying to look at the some of the notes that we have here for uh, for fucking Dan Swano's work. I mean, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. had a I mean he's had a hand in like fucking some of the good like some of the really good albums. I mean, as far as like the uh, production work that he's done. Yeah, his new band uh, he's in. It's, I think it's called Witherscape. They're pretty good, man. Have you never heard them? Before? I have not gone around to them. Witherscape. Yeah, they're Let's pretty see. good. Sounds like a nerdy. Yeah, name. like I'm going down this like this list that I had to look up, and it's yeah. expensive. Fucking insane. There's Star One and <laughs> fucking Ghost. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> what did he do with Ghost? I, uh, I thought that was that's this makes me very sad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he did. Hopefully, he did, he did drums. I covered it. Wow, okay. He probably did drums for the band Ghost? That's what it says. I don't know any other ghosts out there. Well, they're probably from the same area, so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's true. They're, they're Swedish, right, or something? I think so. Um, fucking Aeon. Mm-hmm. Shit, we can go on. Did some did some production for uh, Dark Funeral. Like, he's just had his hand in everything. Yeah. It's insane. His, uh... His uh, studio is called... Fucking Evergreen? Uh, yeah. His studio is called Unisound. So you guys know 
which if you know if it's got that title, if it's he's got probably that title. Di- he's dipped a finger into it somewhere. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good shit. And we'll be talking about him a little bit more later when we're talking about Keratonia in depth. So I think uh, since I've had, I'll have since I have you mm-hmm. um, on the podcast, uh, and I know you're a hardcore gamer. Yeah, it's my other which is. What's the deal with that? What have you gotten yourself into lately? Um, kind of, man, a little bit of everything. Um, so, I recently got back into uh, fucking uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Because I, I was already wrapping that game up. And it, um, I was like, I need to finish that shit. So, I went in and actually, I actually finished it, I think, last week. Uh, the little storyline for that. And it's, um, I mean, I'm sure people who game know what that is. It's from Rockstar. Yeah. It's our latest uh, magnum, magnum opus. Um, I loved it. I didn't, I didn't play. I didn't get too far. Too far. Maybe yeah. about twenty five. It, it, it's a slow burn. Um, that that yeah. game is very, very. Um, what's the word? Deliberate. Ah. Um, very thing is slow about it, and obviously you can tell it's a choice. Yeah. But um, it, it's it's a good game. It's 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 got a lot to it. A lot of systems under systems under systems. Um, I'm also uh, tip. I for, I've been playing a lot of Switch. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing. Um, still playing Breath of the Wild. It's like a game that I always go back to every now and then. I still haven't done everything there is to do in that. Um, about Dark Souls, which is a game I've beaten ad nauseum. How's it look on there? Um, good. Oh. Um, it's not as good as the PS4 uh, build of it. Um, because or the you know PS4 Xbox build because that I think that one it's 4K 60 frames. Uh, but this one it's uh, running at 720p solid 30. It's definitely better than any previous version of that game. It runs really well. Um. Better than I thought. I was expecting on par with like the PS3 version, which would it had a lot of hiccups. Yeah, none. It, it runs really good. So it runs better than that. Absolutely. Um, and then plus it's portable, which is always cool. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's it's a good game to play on the go because it's uh, the way it's built with um, constant checkpoints. You can play, you know, get to the next bonfire and then yeah. stop. And, you know. Um, then um, mm-hmm. another game that I kind of just didn't think I would get into um, that I'm playing with my wife right now is uh, Overcooked. Oh um, yeah, okay. yeah. It's 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 a silly game. You have to fucking cook for Satan. It's weird. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the way it starts is the devils come and he, they call him the you know he's the beast. Yeah. And um, he's come and the only way he'll spare us during the apocalypse is if we satisfy his palate. So naturally, you try to cook for him and it sucks because you're just learning the controls, and you get you get you fail, and so yeah. Satan brings down the apocalypse upon Earth. So this little Onion King guy's like, "Yo, we got to go back in time. We got to get ready for this shit." So they take you back to like the nineties. Like, the game is basically you going through the decades, um, preparing to become a master chef. And basically, the premise of the game is it's uh, it's stupid. I'm but sorry, that's crazy. It's it's great. It has to but, be Japanese. I don't know. I don't know if it is. Um, it, it, I think it's an indie game. But like, okay. it, it came free uh, with PlayStation uh, Plus account. So the the basically the gameplay is just um, it's a top down game. You kind of you have to cook basic dishes like hamburgers and tacos and whatever the fuck. And you have to work. It's up to four players. I haven't tried the four-player experience. I've only done it with two players. But basically, uh, you and your partner have to work together to pretty much get orders out. Um, and there's, like, different nuances. Like, you have to cook on two trucks that are driving side-by-side side on the Damn. road. And you have to, like, wait for them to get close enough so you can, like, go. Because they make it in a way where, like, half the ingredients are in one area and the other half are in the other. You only can cook on one side. you got to serve on the other. And you have to cal- uh, cal- uh, cal- calibrate uh, with your partner to get that shit done. Yeah. It- it's a teamwork game, hardcore. Um, and then the thing is, is that they always give you just enough work where it's overwhelming. Like, they, like it's always just too much. Yeah. So you're always behind. So you're, that's the whole gimmick is, yeah. yeah, you're just constantly fumbling and yelling. And I swear to God, that game's going to make us 
kill each other. <laughs> Break a controller. Yeah, <laughs> or each other. Yeah. Um, and then the thing that I'm kind of just kind of waiting for um, that I'm super excited about. I'm a big Nintendo nerd. Um, Super Mario Maker 2. It's oh, coming right. out. Yeah, it's that's coming out right. on Switch uh, June. Ah, forgive me, I can't think of the date. It comes out in June. Um, so Mario Maker was a game that I sucked in hundreds of hours into on the on the Wii uh, Wii U uh, when that had come out. So the fact that they're making a new one, it's gonna have online co-op. Up to four players can play together on these levels, so people can make. I, I'm just excited. I'm not much of a maker. I'm more of a player. Yeah. But I'm just kind of wait to see like some of the crazy shit people are gonna come up with, and the fact that now that you can incorporate like multiplayer. Yeah, online multiplayer at that. Um, it just sounds really great. Dude, that opens up. It does. It really does. More, just the, yeah. so much, you know, bunch of characters jumping on the screen at the same time. Yeah. You can create some fun little puzzles. That can get distracting too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's kind of what I've been into lately. Um, what about you, man? So, as of late, um, I've been doing a lot of PS3 ah. because I remember I had it modded. Yeah. And so I started taking advantage of that and. I learned to copy the game to the hard drive mm. so that it runs faster. Yes. It loads a whole lot fucking faster. Yeah, Blu-rays are shitty first. But mm. the game could crash, and it does crash a lot. Oh, really? That's the only back. back, back so I decided to just play through disc. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> so I've been playing Fallout 3. Oh, it's classic. Uh, it's a good game. Uh, what is it like? Game of the Year edition. Okay, has, the has one that has like the everything. We, we go into time, back in time, and fight China and shit. Yeah, it's all the DLC. Yeah, and yeah. everything. <laughs> Badass. Uh, so I've been playing that a, a lot actually lately. All those Bethesda um, games are fucking crazy. I just love it because it's been such a long time since I played it. Because I went back to New Vegas. It's been long enough. Yeah, and then went from there. I went back to Skyrim, and then I went back to Fallout Four. Yeah, and then I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, some dude sold. Uh, a shitload of badass games and RPGs and stuff for forty bucks. Oh, nice! And Fallout. Would you? Would you find that uh, Craigslist or Facebook the market? Yeah. Oh, the Facebook market. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'll pay you forty. <laughs> I didn't even complain. What do you? What do you? What do you? Can you name off of a few things he had? Uh, well, it was all most of the Call of Duties. Okay. Um, let's see. Fallout was there. Some of the Assassin, Assassin Creed's yeah, I'm not, there. I'm not a fan of those. I'm not a fan, but they're there. They play weird. Some of the good ones. <laughs> uh, and then, dude, I can't think. Um, That's cool, though. And then I got from this army dude. Uh, for army the, people are great. God bless them. They, for for <laughs> items, yeah. They're great because they need yeah. to unload shit and they don't yeah. care how cheap it is. Yeah. Get a couch for 30 bucks. Yeah, so this dude, <laughs> I saw this guy. He was selling all these PS2 games. Oh, nice. And like I just have my, you know, you're going have, old school. Yeah, so I have, I have my Boulder's Gate. And oh, I'm gonna yes. I'm looking for Boulder's Gate two. Yeah, and um, yeah, but, I mean, you could, your computer could probably handle it. You should definitely check out the yeah. PC versions of those. Yeah, games. but I want it on my TV. Nah, no, fair enough. You lay back on the couch. Yeah, and I have that, and I have um, oh, I I have a broken version of Champions of Norath. Mm-hmm. Which is the same thing as Boulder's Gate, you know. Yeah, and so that one didn't work. So <laughs> I've been online looking for it. I found one. The Bioware game or? Uh, no, I forgot who made it. Oh, okay. But I found one and it's like 24 bucks. That's not too bad. Uh, so I found it, ordered it. He, he says, he listed it like new condition, which I already talked about this last week, but yeah. I'll mention it again. Sure, sure. He was like saying it's in like new condition, blah, blah, blah. I look at it and it's fucking cracked. Oh, wow. Uh, and part of the, the game is like uh, sheared off. What is it called? Like a... 
fuck that guy. Like, like when you break glass? Yeah. That The way it looks? Yeah. It has that on it, and it has two giant scratches across. What the hell? And so I messaged him, like, what the fuck? I want my money back, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's, right away, he sent me a, a return label so I could print it out. Sure. I got that. I just got my money back today, actually. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, a couple of days later, when all that shit happened, mm-hmm. uh, the army dude on market was like, he has these games for sale, right? PS2. And then one of them just has a, it's a black case. DVD case <laughs> that says Champions. And I'm like, what is that? Is that Champions of North? Uh-huh. What is that? Uh-huh. Let me know, please. I, I need to know. And then he's it's like, deal breaker. he's actually, he's like, actually, it's part two, uh, Return to Arms, Champions of North. Okay. And I'm like, oh my God, Boner City. <laughs> and I'm like, I will give you $20 for that one game. Alone. Because he wanted 40 for the bunch. Yeah. And with the PS2 also. And I said, I will give you 20 for just that one game. The way I thought about it was the other games were very out of... That was the only game out of place. Oh. Like, it didn't belong there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm these... like, I'm doing you a favor, buddy. Yeah, you're hooking you know, him up. I mean, half, this... so half the price of the lot for one item. He no still get his 40 I'm bucks. Take, yeah. You're just, I think, actually, I think he was asking 50 because... But I, I didn't want to go for it. So I just yeah. said, I'll give you 20. And he's like, fuck yeah, I'll give it to you, man. Shit. So when I go... Oh, okay. Uh, he's like, it's in pristine condition, man. All right. And I'm like, I look at it. And I'm like, I wait. Look at all these scratches. No mames. Oh, no. Like, he's like, I promise you it works. I did test it out. Oh. And I'm like, all right, dude. I will call you tonight if it doesn't work. Okay. So that way we will... Get this over with if it doesn't work. He yeah. says, sure, that's fine with me. That's fair. Get home, set it up, fucking work beautifully. Nice. Play cool. for about an hour or two I mean, hours. sometimes, I mean, as long as they're just surface scratches, yeah. and it's not affecting the actual print of the data, it should be all right. Yeah, so I love, <laughs> it's cause I, I love those old school hacking stuff that are like Diablo. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I love these because it's like just being able to level up and then and getting the perks. and You know what, you know, you know, you know what games like that? Dark Souls. The same. Yeah, but it's really hard. It, so I thought about that too, right? Like, I, I liked third person. It looks slash good. RPG. It looks amazing. Yeah, it looks. It all looks like power metal covers in the yeah. game. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, but I, I was thinking more like because I was th- I over I over thought it and like oh it's because they hold your hand too much they hold, and it's like they really Dark Souls they really don't yeah fuck no they don't and I'm talking about the level layout. Nah, just like, the, the layout, how things work. If I describe that game, it is very much like a like a Metroidvania. Like that's why that yeah yeah. So they kind of things come back to themselves, right? And yeah, they'll open themselves later on, or you'll have access. Because the key things. is is like because like sometimes you'll hit a bonfire, which is basically your checkpoints in the right. game. So you'll die, you know. And the way that our Dark Souls works is that um, you all items you collect, you keep no matter what. Like so, yeah. if you find a sword, armor, yeah. uh, items, um, you keep them even if you die. Uh, what you do lose is the XP you collect for killing enemies. So whenever you die, you collect souls, which is basically your your XP. Yeah. And you cash it in for um, you can cash it in for items. It's currency, and it's also you cash it in to level up. So what, what what sucks is that so you die and your souls will drop where you died. So what you have to do is fight your way back to where you died. Pick them up. Grab that shit. Now if you die again, obviously it overwrites the souls. So that sucks. Um, it sucks to get to a boss. Wow. Because there's points in that game that where sucks. like. There's points in the game where there's bosses where you don't expect to be a boss, and you'll have like a bunch of souls because you're like, yeah, whatever. I'm just fighting these fucking um, fodder enemies. Yeah. And then boom, boss, boss whoops your ass, and you just lost like 
50,000 souls and now you have to like and the only way you can get those souls back with you is you have to grab them when you go to the boss room and you have to beat the boss because once you go into boss area you're locked in yeah so that, that, those are always rough situations so play that game your first time through it's cruel there's a lot of traps like that and they do it on purpose yeah. But generally speaking, the way the game works is, yeah, you fight your way, you get to the bonfire, cash in your, your shit, level up, and then you go, you move forward. And then there's times where you you, you play for like an hour with not a single bonfire in sight. Um, and usually what it is is you find shortcuts that lead you back to previous bonfires. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So it kind of, you find places. It kind of, yeah, it's, it, it's actually really, really cleverly thought out. They put a lot of thought into the world layout in that game. But um, that being said, um, it's not for everybody. It's got a very deliberate play style. Um, there's a wind up to everything, mm-hmm. and um, every weapon handles differently. You know, pros and cons. Right. Um, you could, you know, every weapon handles differently. Um, you can play strictly, you know, range. You want to do magic and crossbows and shit. You can do that. Um, but more traditionally, you want to use like a melee weapon. You know, get in there, getting dirty. But it's it's great, man. I mean, once you learn the 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 the, met- the methodology behind it, it's yeah. It's, it's cool and then also you get to a boss that whoops your ass 20 times and you finally beat it it fucking feels great it's it's kind of it retains that classic uh video game feeling of um you know you get stuck on this on something and you finally finally overcome it and it just feels amazing you know i got that with like mega man yeah exactly and, that's uh, a perfect example ghost and goblins ghost and goblins is fucked yeah um that <laughs> game and then the other one i've been playing i just remembered is uh, cuphead it was recently oh. released on switch yeah that shit is hard as fuck too. I know, I heard. Yeah, it's good. It's it looks amazing. It looks amazing and it's good. It's really fun. Fuck, lucky. Yeah, it's actually like it's like a contra kind of game. Oh no way! You just it's a side scrolling shooter. Yeah, I wanna. Um, I think I'm gonna wait to see if they release uh, the two different versions of the Switch later this year. Yeah, I wanna see what's up with that. Uh, and I might, I might look into it. It's a great console, man. Um, they have, uh, um, they have a fuck ton of titles already. Uh, most mm-hmm. of them are like indies, but. If you think about the fact that it's a console that you play on the go and on TV, the fact that if you do use it for more on the go, those little indie games are cool, man, because mm-hmm. they're they're good little bite sized games. You play for thirty minutes and then lock it and put it you know put it away. Yeah. And it's it's good. What's with the uh, like Netflix, let's say, library of Nintendo games that they have? Oh, um, the Nintendo Switch Online? Yeah. So basically, so like all, Nintendo kind of fell into the trappings of uh, Microsoft and Sony with uh, you have to pay for online access to be able to play like, you know, if you want to play like Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, Splatoon, um, uh, I think Fortnite's an exception. But like if you want to play like a, an online multiplayer game, you have to pay them for their online service. So kind of like how Xbox has games with gold, you get a free game. Every right. Month, and Sony has their PlayStation Plus offerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo kind of has their version of that. Yes and no. It's basically like you described. It's Netflix for video games. Um, it's a it's an app that you download, and basically it's got um, nothing but classic NES games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's got some pretty interesting additions. So it's got you know all the staples. So you got like your Legend of Zelda, your Super Mario Brothers one, two, and three, um, your Kid Icarus. Um, nice. Uh, I want to say Double Dragon, uh, River City Ransom. They got a little bit of everything, man. They, they got Ga- uh, Gradius. Into those side I love those, shooters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're hard, dude. They're fucking hard as shit. So they have those, and then on top of that, they also have what they call SP versions of those games. And basically, what it is, it's like a modified version, like a modded version of the game. Where a lot of times, what it is, is it makes it easier. Um, they give you some cool shit. So, like the one for <laughs> Zelda, for example. Um, you know how those of, uh, who have played the original Legend of Zelda, you start with nothing. You start with three hearts. You get a wooden sword, and you kind of you just go figure it out, right? Yeah. So the SP version of that game, you start off with the with the what the white armor, so you could take half damage. 
and you start off with the master sword. And so you just walk around just slamming shit. And instead of three bullshit. hearts, I think they start you with like eight star- eight hearts. So you have yeah, extra life. Bullshit. Yeah, it's just to make it easier. It's it is fun. It's kind of cool to go into like early parts of that game and just like fucking two hit a boss and kill it. <laughs> so it, it's more fun. It's 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 definitely. I mean, if you want to challenge yourself, obviously you can still play the original. Right. But um, and also has it supports safe states. Okay. So kind of like like uh, like what you do with ROMs. So you can so like, as you know like, as you know like a lot of classic video games don't have mm-hmm. the ability to save. You have to use passwords and shit. <laughs> Like punch out and stuff like that. Well, now you can just save it and do a save state. Pretty Super cool. cool. Pretty I'm cool. guessing they do that just for the weenies. They're, they're like they're not. <laughs> it's too they're not. Yeah. They, I mean, I, I being the original Zelda. I mean, to be honest, I didn't beat it as a kid. I beat it as an adult. Back when they had the uh, Zelda collection on uh, GameCube, is when I actually beat it the first time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's unforgiving as fuck. That game has no direction. No. It's literally no, no. just fucking. You find the levels. Drop and bombs and shit and, and see what happens. Out. Yeah, yeah. You figure it out. You figure it out. If not, oh well. And now you're going to wander around for five hours. Yeah, you got to go <laughs> get the Nintendo Classic uh, Nintendo mm-hmm. magazines and shit. And figure it out in one of those. Oh, now there's the internet. So yeah. it's not too well, now there it is. <laughs> so, dun, dun, dun. We have come to topic. our main topic, which is Catatonia. suppose uh, something like that i guess we could say right mm-hmm. um and that's mostly for the people who have not heard them right um for the other fans you guys this will sound very familiar to you you'll know all about it um but before we get into that mm-hmm. uh i wanted to get your two cents or you know how, how did you get into them um, where did you how did you hear from them? What, what was that whole thing? Well, um, like most things, I've heard, I've heard. I hear from bands mostly word of mouth, mm-hmm. and you're my word of mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, owe, I owe a lot of the obscure <laughs> bands that I listen to. Um, that credit, a lot of it goes to you because um, you're that friend where you know we get together for for, for drinks or you know yeah. whatever, and you're like, "Hey, have you heard of blah blah blah?" And my ignorant asshole will be like, no, tell me more. And then you'll be like, I'll show you. And you'll play it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then there I am on Apple Music or whatever yeah. the hell I have at the time. And yeah. fucking looking them up and adding them all. Because I get into this on my own time now. But like, yeah, man. I mean. And that's how you sometimes goes. Hey, have you heard this back? Yeah, I mean. I, I owe a lot to you, dude. I mean, like, Arion And, I mean, I knew. I'll be honest. Before you, I knew. I knew the. I mean, I think the the one thing to my credit that I discovered mostly on my own was Devin Townsend. Mm-hmm. But like, 
like you know, I knew, I mean, like I knew Opeth already. Like I mean, because who doesn't? Right. If you're into you know metal uh, to any degree, you've heard of Opeth. But like at one point, you'll stumble upon them. Exactly. They're, they're going to come up, and you're going to hear them. <clears throat> but like, um, yeah, like as far as you know, bands go, I always owe that to you. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you introduced me to them. You're like, kind of. I think we were talking about Opeth, and that's kind of how they came up because of you yeah. know uh, Michael's work with them. And, right. Um, and you know. Yeah, you know, check them out, you know, whatever. And I was like, and yeah, and I naturally, when I listened to a band on my own, because he showed me some of their, you know, some of their mid two thousand stuff, where they're more, you know, they're more progressive, you know, more more, uh, I want to say mellow, because they're still heavy, but they're, they're they're sound that we're used to now when we yeah. think of Catatonia, right? Um, so I heard that. That's what that's how I heard them. I was like, all right, cool. So they're this, you know, proggy, um, kind of gloomy, right? You know, yeah. kind of like because you know you got me into you know also like Agalock and oh yeah, um, fucking. Uh, Evergrey and stuff like that, yeah. you know, just this gloomy, Dem- gloomy ass, gloomy, yes, this gloomy music that it just, it's beautiful. It just reminds me of like autumn evenings and yeah. just beautiful stuff. So I heard that and I'm like, all right, cool. Um, I'm going to check these guys out. This is, so there's really something to this. This sounds really good. Yeah. You know, you have this, uh, this musical arrangements that, that they feel very Swedish metal, but <laughs> yeah. at the same time, these vocals are just so haunting and they're haunting yet soothing. And I'm just like, cool, I'm down. So I go and you know I download their catalog mm-hmm. and naturally, like most people, you're gonna start with the early shit. So you didn't really prepare me for the early shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I played their you know their, their first couple of albums. You know, um, it's the same band. It is, yeah, right. And like, is it, I mean, but I know um, when I did my own research on them, you know, that they've had a lot of um, a lot of changes aside from uh, Jonas and Anders, the founders. But like right. everything else has changed as far as you know, they went through a lot of different arrangements. But um, yeah, so, you know, like, uh, fucking Brave Murder Day and Dance of December Souls, like, the early shit. Those are the first things I heard. And I'm like, the fuck is this? And, yeah. then, 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 and again, I love, you know, I like that sound. Yeah. Um, and definitely I can hear, you know, going back to Agalock, how they, you can tell they're, they're super influenced by early Catatonia. Yeah. Those those um, distorted acoustic sounds and just, yeah. just this, um, this haunting, haunting yeah. sound. It just reminds you of... Of like a blizzard, and it just yeah. you know it, it's uh, even the the dead the hit, um, uh, Jonas's early uh, vocal stylings of the, yeah. the the kind of throaty death metal, uh, it's just like wow okay I, this is cool this, too. His vocals were fucking like beast mode. Yeah. I love them, man. Cause they're they're great. And he would still incorporate the cleans, yeah. you know, back then. But yeah, I was just I was like oh wait I didn't know this is how it was. Yeah. <laughs> so you know I heard those, and then yeah, then after uh, I believe Brave Murder Day is the last we hear of that, and then he. Yes. They're gone for a few years and kind of come back they into um, with their more proggy sound, which is what they kind of stuck yeah. to for reasons we'll get into. Right. But um, yeah, it's just um, you could talk about bands that that change, mm-hmm. and there's always an argument of was this change for the better? Should mm-hmm. they have just called it quits? Kind of like what I mentioned, like with Dream Theater earlier, with James Abri having vocal issues, having to kind of change his approach to how he approaches his art. Yeah. In um, bands that do it. Because of a choice like uh, Opeth, right? Which he's choosing not to to growl anymore. He's just choosing to do his cleans. And he wants to. He wants to. He wants he, to be Pink apparently. Floyd. Apparently, yeah. He wants, <laughs> he wants to stray from the direction. Uh-huh. That um, and there's. I mean, and that's a whole other argument. I mean, naturally, I think we can agree that's not why we came to Opeth, right? Because Opeth spent a huge portion of their career sounding a certain way, you know, and and then as you you know as you go into like. Their middle albums, you know, the clean started coming out. And they, well, what what gets me though is that they're tr- they're trying to push away and, and and not 
like Michael's like, no, I don't want anything to do with those old albums. That wasn't who I was. That's not who I am. And that's a shame. You should that's never. Not, um, yeah. I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> like it was a mistake. You know, yeah. That's and terrible. I feel like that's uh, in bad taste. Uh, that kind of spits on, I mean, what about the fans of that? And what about the career you built off well, of that? They, exactly. They made you who you are yeah. right now. So that's not fair to say. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, so we start off with uh, That's a December Souls. I'm not going to be getting into EPs. I'm not going get, to get into solos, uh, okay. uh, demos. Sure. Because I don't feel like going through all that shit because it's going to be a long time. Yeah, they have a lot um, of stuff that they've contributed to. So Dance of December Souls. <laughs> to them first actually was with um, I believe it was like Century Media Samplers oh okay yeah and that's where you find a lot of stuff yeah. for you that's, yeah that's yeah. where I love I love doing Metal Blade and Century Media Nuclear Blast that's ironically where I first heard Strap Me and Lad was yeah. they had yeah. detox on one of those yeah songs. that's, on, that's yeah. on one of them too um, and so it was it was I forgot which one it was I think it was called Firestarter. No. I don't know I don't think um, they were on that record label, but somehow it was still on that sampler. Yeah, it's one of those weird things. So my first intro was um, it was Dead House off of Discouraged Ones. Mm. So I kind of. Started right as soon as they went clean. Yeah, uh, my same. my right away my intro was right when they went, they went clean. They made that transition. Yeah, so that, I think that kind of helps. Ninety eight. Yeah, so I think that kind of helps with um, I guess transitioning into. Well, you didn't really transition. You started after they made that decision to. Yes, for me personally, that's how I got into it. And right. then I started going back. I backtracked into kosher, and I bought the older stuff. Yeah, so I bought Deaths of December Souls, and I was fucking amazed. By that fucking sound that they had, this really doom, gloom, mm-hmm. slow, this slow melodies. Yeah, they're not in a hurry to get anywhere. Uh, agonizing vocals. You can hear there's like some sort of, um, I don't know, like he's is in some sort of pain, like agony, <laughs> and, and agony. Like you can hear it in his vocals. You can, yeah. you can hear it. Uh, I think. For me, the song and the cover art is so fucking cool too, man. Yeah, those early covers it's just so are mysterious, fucking so great. Weird. Yeah, dude, like those covers are fucking dope. I think for me, without God, Gateway to Bereavement, Elohim, Elohim Meth, Velvet Thorns, 
were one of the more ones that I gravitated towards. Um, and again, this was an album written in 93, well, before, yeah, by exactly. Anders Nystrom and Jonas Frensk. Um, with, let's see, with a little help. <laughs> a little help from the friends. By uh, somebody named Dan Swano. <laughs> again. He mixed and engineered that one. Uh, did some keyboards on that, too. He's a very helpful guy. Very awesome, right? <laughs> so he loves he loves music. He loves what he does. He loves what right. he's part of. So there's, during this time that we start to hear that Jonas has some sort of issues mm-hmm. with his throat, uh, vocal cords, and I'm not sure if it was vocal cord surgery that corrected it or if he just had to lay low. I believe he had surgery. I want to say I think that's what I had heard. I th- I think I might have read that too. Yeah, and so during this time. They agreed to just lay low on the vocals. He played bass. I think he played drums as well. And they recruited Opeth, mm-hmm. main man, Michael Ackerfeldt, to do the vocals. Um, and so they still decided to, you know, have Jonas. I mean, he's, gonna, he's just going to write other bass and yeah. do his writing as he normally would. And then Michael comes still the him. he's still the brainchild, but yeah, it's it's, it's Jonas and Anders. Yeah, that's their best. Their baby. So Michael comes on board. Pretty fucking cool. Brave Murder Day. What a fucking badass name is that? First two titles. Oh, brave. the title. The title is divided by two yeah. fucking tracks, one after the other. Brave and then Murder Day. Murder Day. That's fucking <laughs> badass, dude. It's cool, man. Yeah. And that opening track is fucking long as shit. It's epic. It's, uh, yeah, it's great though. Um, and, and it's it doesn't feel long. It, it just no. it's it's got a good pace to it. And, yeah. Um, the changes come at the right times. Yes. Yeah. It's it's, oh, it's just. Nightmare inducing, but in the, in yeah. the good way. It's like, oh. And that's, that's, the one, that's the one we're she talking about. She gives me chills. That's the one that has um, the the influence you can hear mm-hmm. other bands. Uh, like the Morning Side. Yeah. And Agalock. Yeah. You can hear that they're like, yeah, I like this, this album is, this, a lot. Yeah, they definitely uh, carried that torch. Yeah. After... And, and it didn't have like a heavy sound necessarily. Right. Like it wasn't brutal. I honestly feel their, their their modern riffs are heavier than the early shit. They are, they are very yeah. much. And I don't know if you saw that, but they fucking credited, I think it was Tool and Mudvayne. I heard that. To that. Yeah, which, to... I mean, we can rip on Tool. And again, people can like what they like. It's yeah. not to their discredit, yeah. but... And I guess I can I can get that um, <laughs> some of I guess the the melodies that he sings and stuff I guess he can say oh Tool but yeah but I mean whatever it's up for debate I noticed people who like Tool like Catatonia okay simply for the vocal style yeah yeah he's got that real haunting yes yeah. um, 
not high pitched, but it's got a real distinct sound. To it's it. yeah, it's got a real distinct sound. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Either. It's you got to hear it. <laughs> so this would ultimately be the last album uh, featuring any death metal growls, really. Right. Um, and then, that are that are like out and about a boot. Because uh, they, they do some growls here and there in other songs, but they're done with Yeah, them. that's kind of where they're like, all right. <laughs> so the the album covers just features like a dead raven or a dead crow. Really simple. Yeah, it's like a Whoa. negative. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like a negative. Yeah, it looks really cool. And that fucking logo, that early logo, it's... Yeah. Got the little, um, I love that little that, pentagram. That, that little logo, did, did that logo it's really pretty. was one of the best? That I, I actually like the new logo that they have. Sure, and hopefully, maybe one day the new logo, um, the, the that one, yeah, that um, one, the re- ones. yeah, that one. It looks like <laughs> going back to video games. It reminds me of Silent Hill. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, yeah. like yeah. I can picture them writing that the, the title in, in that font. But yeah, it, yeah, it's. Yeah. It's cool. It, 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 it kind of sets the stage for what you're getting yourself into. It's, yeah. you know, um, a lot of their covers have a lot of, you know, a lot of reds, a lot of blacks, yeah. just a lot of um, discouraging tones, hence the title. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's it just kind of like, you look at this album, you're like, man, this is going to be dreary as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play this shit on a rainy day. So, 98 <laughs> brings discouraged ones. Yeah. April 98. Um, so apparently Jonas is you know, always doing double duties and whatnot. So mm-hmm. this time is the last album with Jonas on drums. As he will start focusing on as the band's lead singer officially at that point. Um, and this is kind of where they, I believe, started getting kind of a more stable uh, lineup as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I believe... Uh, Prior to this, though, they had taken a hiatus. They took a break. Uh, they were working on their solo projects. They were working on different things. I know Jonas started with his October Tide, mm-hmm. which I 100% recommend anybody rec- uh, check out October Tide. Definitely. Because it's like, it's it's so weird, uh, but it's still, I would say melodic, a little melodic death, a little Catatonia-esque. Esque. Uh, but still, it's like, it's like in between... Murder Day and their new stuff. Like it's like a little bit in between. So I guess like a good. Um, it's like a good mashup, you know. Right, like a good. Uh, what's the word? Like a half step. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. And it's 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 just really. I mean, because even though like Catatonia stopped at that point for a bit, his life and career still continued, and yeah. you know that's kind of a good place to see where he was at yeah. that time. And, and I think creatively, I think personally, I feel like he wanted to check out what he could still do with his vocals, and I think he ended up taking full advantage that his vocals were back mm-hmm. for growling. 
and he was able to do that in, in October Tide. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of shit going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, again, I go back to Dead House, Cold Ways, Nerve, Last Resort. Yeah, let's say Last Resort. <laughs> Uh, Saw You Drown is probably one of the most depressing ones. Fucking amazing. But there's something so awesome about this album that reminds me of like... Uh, um, it just seems like... Like it has this... I don't know how to explain it. Like this watery mm-hmm. feel. Like it's dreamy. Yeah, okay. Like super dreamy. Kind of like water reflecting like yeah. on, the, on the ceiling of a, of a cave or something. Yeah, super dreamy. And just like... But you know it's so fucking sad and so de- <laughs> so, so depressing. But I mean, yeah, like just like the the overwhelming sense of suffocation coming That's, upon you. That is a perfect. something calming yet terrifying about it. Yeah, <laughs> and the cover art was this. What is it? Like an angel walking in fire and flames. Yeah, it's like a like a like a silhouette, and again, kind of like a negative because like yeah, the the it's hair definitely... and the and the body are are, are highlighted, but the the, the fate. Yeah. You can see the wings. Right. But like the, the head is kind of darkened. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much with that. That it's like, it almost seems like he's just defeated. He's just like walking away. Like, that's it, man. Uh, I'm not. Right. That I'm not or, about or, or even like a fallen from grace kind uh, of thing. Abandon hope. All ye that <laughs> All enter. you enters here. Some Dante. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's like fucking awesome, you know? Fuck yeah. And I mean. I think this this is the pivotal moment. Mm-hmm. This is a moment where this is going to make or break them, right? They're going to turn directions. This made a huge impact in that people started fucking hating them yeah. for going to a different direction. There's always... And when you do such a fucking sta- um, yeah. jarring, staggering change in, yeah. in musical direction... There's going to be people that are with you and there's going to be people that um, that are against you. You know, again, like thinking of Opeth, uh, Anathema. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the 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 fan base of these bands are more so Opeth because their 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 directional changes super recent um, in the grand scheme are you know it does split the fan base and there's gonna be people that are like well fuck them and they forgot where they came from and then there's gonna yeah. be people like well you know the fun you got the port they gotta grow the direction you gotta you gotta spread their wings <laughs> yeah exactly but this is a rare occasion where I think you know. Kind of like on like on Athema, like we had talked to, uh, before, you know, on casual conversation that yeah. they're better for it. And it it served them well. Yeah, uh, I think Anathema and Catatonia were the ones who benefited from the changes. Yeah, and I think by that change, it opened more doors. Whereas where they, I think if they, I feel if they kind of stayed where they started, um, they could probably run into like that 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 um, that that uh, problem of coming off kind of samey. Where, you know, we're kind of like in this rut where people will complain. You know, again, it's that, that, that classic argument where their new shit sounds... Their new shit's too different or their new yeah. shit's too too, too, too too much of the same. Um, you know, that's like one of the complaints that people have like Dream Theater, for example. Mm-hmm. Where Dream Theater just sounds the same over and over. And, but, you know, again, I feel like this directional change for them opened more doors. And they, they, got, they were able to get more um, experimental. And as a result, that's where, you know, like we were... Um, again, as a proceed further in this direction in the coming albums it gets more progressive you know definitely you know especially with you know the the, the with the different signature changes and the key changes that they use and they get i think also they get enough notoriety that they can do what they want to fucking do right there's no more we got to be careful with this next album 
we gotta make sure that you know we gotta listen to what the label says nice. or we gotta you know let's just be careful in what we write now they they started becoming a name for themselves mm-hmm. because uh as this time went was in 98 when you go down to tonight's decision Decision, which came out in 1999 through Peaceville, was to me a fucking masterpiece when I heard it. And it was already, uh, critics were fucking raving about it. Critics were just absolutely stunned by it. And this is, I think, the very beginning of Catatonia and where they started really getting their legs. Yeah, and because re- uh, I think this is where they really started to grow. They found point. themselves. Yeah, they found yeah. they absolutely found themselves here, and they know they were like, "This is what we're all about, man." Yeah, and you know, the positive reception from the community in general Super. was a huge motivator. I'm sure. Super popular, mm-hmm. uh, and I think here at this point we have uh, actually Dan Swano played drums uh, on this album. So we go back to personnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played session drums. Michael from Opeth had more uh, vocal consulting. Okay. So helped out join us. On coach his, of, I guess, a coaching. Yeah, it's coaching yeah. at this point. Um, to me, I think this is one of the more albums, best, one of the better albums that they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, best produced. But this also is very bleak. And I fucking love the album cover <laughs> simply because he's just like chilling. It's like a ghost hanging yeah. out um, by... Just the train tracks. Got the raven coming in. Kind of yeah. almost like, I don't know, like the fact that, you know, um, Brave Murder Day had a raven on the cover. And then this is kind of like, kind of continuing that Continuation? Theme. Yeah. Continuation of that, huh? Yeah, we got a dead raven. Now we have a raven, you know. With a ghost? With a ghost. And it's like the ghost is like releasing him. Yeah. It's like, and not the <coughs> shitty band the, um, ghost. <laughs> a real did. ghost. I see what you did there. Yep. <laughs> but it's, it's a specter. Yeah. It's a specter. <laughs> So, Poltergeist. <clears throat> this one, I think, was one of the first albums that I heard all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, um, when I was much older. Okay. And I mean, much older, Came 19, back. 20. Okay. Uh, when I was really just like, I had bought it and I was, because they were so hard to find, dude. Uh-huh. These albums were so hard to find. Actually, you know what? Let me go take a pee break really quick before I continue with this. So, the, the biggest deal for me was that I couldn't find them. <clears throat> wherever I went yeah no also this is during the time where um you know the interwebs was getting its legs yeah it also wasn't. um so I didn't really trust ordering online or I wasn't really 
too keen on it at that time. You know, like I wasn't really comfortable with it. It wasn't a thing, really. And it wasn't really a thing. I yeah, in the early 2000s. Uh, I'm pretty sure there were CD stores online, like CD Baby, I think, Discogs.com. There were some places like that. Yeah. Uh, but typically, you know, I would go to like... Uh, I would... Just go to the mall, dude. Well, for me, because um, I... During that during that era, that, that decade, um, I was really very much into a lot of... Uh, uh, avant-garde music not, not to get that confused with like I think you made fun of it earlier this week uh, not to get confused like the Mars Volta and that's not at all what I meant uh, but <laughs> I did listen to a lot of weird shit during that time aside from metal yeah. and um, a lot of those artists I would like to get their albums in my um, I would have to go I would go actually go to um, here in El Paso at least for us here yeah uh, all that music, right? I love and all that. Music, they were right. really good about um, special orders. Yes. So if you tell them the name, the, the artist, too. yeah, they would get it for you. I mean, sometimes it would take a few weeks, but they would get it for you. They would call you, mm-hmm. hey, we're holding it for you. Come on down. And yeah, and I don't think they charged extra for that. They mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. sell you the disc at at uh, retail. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool, and I was that was a really good system for finding. You know, that was I actually done that before too. Yeah, I did it with them plenty of times. Um, also. Just going through like the used CD sections for mm-hmm. all that music, I found a shitload of great albums. I remember I discovered Death through them through uh, the used section. Yeah, I, I, I heard uh, the Human album, and that was that was it. <laughs> that was it. That's all I needed, man. I just I just bought everything else after that, and, and yeah. just like endlessly, just always, you know, just amazed, and oh. I, I figured they're like. You know, one of the one of the most I still think they're one of the more underrated death metal bands out there. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like meh because of meh. fucking um fucking uh after that certain point where they just kinda of Well, well there's like, two different things. Experimental. There's two different things. Mm-hmm. Which they're wrong. These people are wrong. <laughs> By the way, let me preface this that Right. <laughs> but they're all they're always saying, Well, the band possessed mm-hmm. uh seven churches has a song at the end called Death Metal or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Doesn't count. Just you say, you, now, you're, now you're doing the Venom thing. Oh, where Venom, Metal Black. Where he says that, well, we're, we're black metal. And we're, you know, he starts saying, you know, we're power metal and black metal and this. And I'm like, no, you can't, you can't pick all of them. You can't do that. You can't do that. Dude. You can't be all of it. Yeah, he's like, we're all the metals. We're all the middle. Yeah, dude. Dude, the there's fucking, an interview with Kronos. I'm like, dude, you're so full of that shit. That documentary bro. you showed yeah. me with, with, with that fucker. He, yeah. He is so full of himself. Arrogant, dude. <laughs> and, and it's like, yeah, you're, you're just a pussy version of Motorhead. That's pretty much what they are. <laughs> like, you had great fucking instincts with using satanic imagery. Do you use yeah. the, for, use the gimmick well? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Slayer did it. Sure. Worked probably better for Slayer more than Venom. Yeah. Um, Slayer managed to do it still managed yeah. to be mainstream. Which is right. impressive, I guess. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, back to what we were saying. <laughs> it would take me forever to find their albums, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, to find Ketatonia's. And, you know, eventually you find, find things and eventually yeah, I did find um, Tonight's Decision. And I was really happy about it. Uh, probably uh, no good can come of this. Right into bliss. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Of, uh, no good Had to leave. 
Black Session. There's just like a lot of really fucking kick-ass songs on here. Yeah, dude, the fucking opener, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, From the openers. Um, so it's a really solid album, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more. There are a lot better songs than there are crappy songs. On, I guess I would say. <laughs> uh, so I would say this is a beautiful addition to their discography. Um, and this is again where I feel like they started to change their sound. Officially, yeah. You are more looking at this depressive rock, dark, dark rock mm-hmm. sort of like uh, direction. It's almost like yeah, it's depressing, but it's not goth. It's they they somehow manage to avoid the cliche with their sound. Like they they keep it heavy. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like their this more modern sound that they went for is heavier than the early three albums, mm-hmm. and yet just because the vocals you know took a melodic turn, these riffs are fucking aggressive and they're crunchy yeah. and it just what makes your stereo fucking rattle yeah you know what i think is awesome <clears throat> about this too is if you start to notice they created an identity <clears throat> with the sound in other words when you listen to them you know it's them yeah and all their band and and, and continually consistently have stayed with this sound right even later on yeah, I mean, because they, I mean, we think about it, I mean, this is what, 2003-ish, where this, you know, they're starting to come out with this, with this new sound, and mm-hmm. they hung on to it, like, not, I mean, they, they've, they've evolved here and there, mm-hmm. but like, they, they're still them, and like, yeah. it, it's, it's challenging to do that, where it's, you're doing just enough new, yeah, but still keep staying true to what your original vision is, you know, and that. That's something impressive. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, that that's quite an achievement, I think, because it's, it's it's crazy that they're still churning out these albums, mm-hmm. being happy with what they're doing. Yep, and not giving a fuck maybe about what people think. Man. I mean, why would you? Yeah, I mean, either fucking Michael doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, but yeah, he certainly did not give a fuck. Yeah, you know, but yeah. And the thing is, is that I think they did it at the right time. Yeah. Timing's everything. Yeah. So this leads us to the fifth album. This one. Last Fair Deal Gone Down. What is it in my eyes? A piece of broken glass. Is this the time I should be on my knees? Is this your way of telling? Another has been found. Now, released in 2001, again, Peaceville. They had the more stable lineup, Jonas, Anders, uh, Frederick Norman, Matthias Norman, mm-hmm. and Daniel Legitgist. I don't know how to say his name. I saw this lineup in Austin. I believe is the same lineup I saw okay. in Austin. Uh and I believe they uh, they op- they were the headliners. Mm. Orphan Land opened oh, up for them. Another fucking amazing. 
That's another badass band. Hell of a show right there. That's another badass band you guys need to check out. Orphan Land, dude. Do yourself a fucking favor. If you want some international, oriental, badass metal, listen to Israel's Orphan Land. You will fucking love them, dude. Yeah. Especially if you love Opeth. Another one you showed me, man. Yeah. If you love Catatonia, Opeth, anything like that in that in that in sort that of game. that realm, yeah. you'll love um, they fit right Orphan in. Land. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking great, man. <laughs> Ocean, Ocean Land, that album, I mean, just... Orphan Land. No, that album, Ocean Land. Oh, Ocean Land, I'm sorry. Fucking amazing, dude. So, less fair deal gone down, man. It's probably, to me, <laughs> one of the more... At first, it was hard to get into. Mm-hmm. And just listen, and just listening to it, and it's, it became one of my favorites. What you're saying is it, it took some time. Yeah. It had to grow on you. It took, it took some time because the sound even changed. Yeah. Even their sound changed, even though they had been evolving. Yeah. Even the sound changed. Talking about that, right, that evolution yeah. where yes. you're changing, but you're still kind of staying yeah. the same. But, mm-hmm. but then you notice Jonas's vocals are fucking badass. Like, they're getting better, dude. His vocals are just taking off. Um. And I think for me, the ones that, the ones easily I think that did it to me, um, Tear Gas, Sweet Nurse, We Must Bury You, mm-hmm. uh, Chrome, those those are some of the songs that I think are a lot of the stronger songs on them. The whole album is pretty badass though. Yeah. But if you had to, if you had to pick a few, those are, those are the ones. Yeah, those are probably the ones I'd pick. You recommend. Yeah. <clears throat> um Yeah, uh as far as like uh this one, this is um this is an album that I kinda overlooked a lot. because mm-hmm. um, I, I was kinda we'll, we'll get into the to the, uh, the album that I'm really a fan of that's coming up. But uh yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know which yeah, one? Yeah. <laughs> um I think I think the general fan base I think agrees. But like this one, um this one I you gave me that playlist which had a few tastes um but yeah this one is like you said this is kind of where he started just kind of like settling into his vocal style yeah. this is kind of like the first album where we kind of got the jonas that we have now yeah you know that was the start of that transition yes. <clears throat> so i mean again you know like you said it was kind of eh, you know at first you know getting into it that's fair um and then uh, again this is like more uh evolution progression yeah. and, you know and that's what it's all about yeah definitely yeah, I think it's one of those ones where I don't know. I don't know if you want to explain that. I think they had a hard time like writing this album. I can see that. This is one of those albums that they would just, um, I guess, for lack of uh, finances, okay. they would uh, write here and there. They would just record here or there whenever they could they could right like it. it wasn't like they settled it, down for a few months to work have, on this right they didn't, they didn't have, have that. that privilege they were so they would write it in spurts you know right work on it every few months hey it's got a studio let's go yeah <laughs> so I, I think a lot of the potentially what they really wanted to write they weren't able to I think yeah I think it kind of got lost in translation over a period of time right I guess and, you know like with anything um it's almost like how can I word it it's kind of a silly analogy but it's true it's kind of like building a computer you know okay. when you build a computer you want to 
we want to get it all done as soon as possible. And the reason why is because the times are constantly changing. Technology is constantly changing. Yes. If you space it out, then you're going to have like parts that don't go together. And that's can kind of can go with music where music is a product of your, of your mental, of your mental standing of where you are in life. And, you know, over the course of, of months and years, you, you change as a person. Mm-hmm. So you could write a group of songs with a certain mentality, a certain um, vision. And as that time passes, you're in a different place. Yes. And then that can affect the final product because then you have some songs that are going for a certain thing where you have other songs going for another thing and it can, fa- it can, sound, it can feel unfocused when you put it yeah. all together. I mean, especially if, if, I mean, how would you write a concept album on that? You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't fit. You couldn't. If you're trying to write a theme, it wouldn't fit. Yeah, you could you, you couldn't. You have to restart the whole fucking thing over again. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? So I think, I, I kind of feel like this is one of those albums that was a little strange. It was like stitched together. It was, you know it was a little, I guess, I guess the best way we can describe it, yeah. it was uh, strained. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it's one of their, one of their better ones sound, sounding at least. Mm-hmm. Really fucking good. The one thing that I was laughing about, and I was like, oh, I wonder what what Sweet Nurse is about. Because when you hear it, like, she's he, all he wants is to open the blinds, bitch. <laughs> open the blinds, please. Just open the blinds. Like, uh, t- the curtains. It's Ooh, almost... I want to see uh, the sun. I want to see the day. Yeah. You know? I'm maybe like in a catatonic state where you can't really share how that's you feel. What, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> you know, she, he sees her coming in. He says he sees her like as a ghost coming in, mm-hmm. like a ghost at night, and she gives him. He says poison, right? But it's like fucking med. <laughs> yeah, it's medication. Some shots or uh, some so, IVs. So here you go. Here's some medication. Here's some to help you sleep some more. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> like he just dozes off. Or yeah. But I love it. And I was like, what is that song about? Like, is it some sort of like? Did he actually get a being a maybe like being a prisoner in your own yeah. mind? Yeah, I don't know, but. Found it. <laughs> it's a purely fictional account. Oh, wow. So he just created the whole fucking. Just thing. made a story. Just, yeah, and <laughs> I love, I love it because it's one of the more um, lends itself to creativity if yeah. you can come up with something so suffocating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. It, but what's badass about it is it's a fucking hardcore fan favorite. When people, mm-hmm. when you're at the shows, everyone's fucking seeing that shit. They lose he doesn't mind. have to sing shit, dude. They all sing that shit. <laughs> they do it for him. That's great, man. That's amazing. Um, another one that that was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because it felt like so out of place. Uh, we must bury you. Because mm-hmm. that song is about beating the shit out of somebody. You know. <laughs> like we were beating you. We were hanging you from the trees. Okay, we, were lynch mob you, we were kicking you in the head. <laughs> I'm saying it's a lynch mob. We, we, we didn't stop till you were dead. Mm-hmm. Like there's all this stuff that's going on with this, this song. And apparently it was just like some sort of like based off of a news article or some shit. A newspaper article that they read about these people committing an accidental murder, and <laughs> that's some shit, just, man. Yeah. When you, you know, you, you can fucking accuse people incorrectly of things, but when you fucking kill a motherfucker, then yeah, eat the oh. guy, they eat the motherfucker. Yeah. Shit, you know, I, it's an accident. He fell into my knife. You know what I mean? <laughs> he like, tripped. Yeah, he tripped onto my knife. I, I didn't kill him. So I mean, victim of circumstance. Yeah. So that uh, last fair deal gone down. Two thousand one. Pivotal moment, and then we get. I think personally, mm-hmm. this is the moment. The next couple of years, we get what is current Catatonia being the current Catatonia machine that we know now. Right. I think now at this time is what. Um, this album 
2003, Viva Emptiness. I trust you, you It's all I a fucking lie. Don't give a shit. Also released by uh, Peaceville, um, their sixth full-length album, I think, um, is probably, to me, their best album. Yes. Easily. Hands down, man. Yeah. It's, uh... I think out of, how many, how many, how many tracks? Uh, 13, it says here. Uh, yes. So out of 13, I could find, I would say, 10... So 11 songs are fucking amazing. There's a couple that I could do without. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, like anything. But this is the entire album. Like, this is like the whole enchilada, dude. Like, you can't fucking go wrong with this album. It's this it's a great, a, it's a great, um, it's a good introduction. Absolutely. With shit loads of fucking I want to say this songs. is probably the one you showed me. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, it's probably, it's probably, dude. Going back several years, but yeah. I mean... That's this is the one that uh, easily brought me yeah. out of a lot of dark times, dude. Uh, back in the time, back in the, those days when um, Rabbit came out, actually, mm-hmm. I came out. I was going through some rough times in life, and this is the one that really brought me out of those dark times yeah. and and really gave me to to really truly appreciate everything that they had ever done because I went back to all their other stuff that they had wrote. Mm-hmm. And I'm done. Yeah, it's, it's like everything was kind of like the prelude. Yeah, you know, this is the this is the actual start of the story. Yeah, and so <clears throat> this album to me, will, I'll, I'll always take. Yeah, it's very, like, it's very emotional. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, dude, the ones, the ones that uh, I think oh, I, I can't name. There's just so many good songs, dude. Um, how do you feel about like what what, what did it for you? What like when you heard it? Like what did it for you? Like what was it? Just like um, kind of what I mentioned uh, before. Uh, just the combination of haunting vocals, is fucking thick guitars, fucking pounding drums. It's the whole fucking package put together. Yeah. Um, you know. Fucking... Oh, what do you listen to? Like Ghost of the Sun. Yeah, I was about to say the opening. Yeah, the, yeah. Op- the opener. Yeah. Um, just it just fucking just sets the stage. You know. Yeah. Um, they're like, fuck, this is some fucking dire shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. goddamn. You know, and it's like, and again, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> you know, people trip like, like you said, you're going through a hard time, you know, yeah. you know, going through some shit. And for some reason, people say, why do you listen to depressing music when you're feeling yeah. down? Because when you could feel like, because uh, as much as it's, okay, yeah, you want to listen, you want to hear positivity, mm-hmm. that's kind of like trying to force it on you. Mm-hmm. When you listen to something that kind of matches your current mind, your state of mind, it gives you a projection that you didn't think you had. Right. It gives you an option or a window and a way a way to describe how you feel. And it almost feels like at that for that moment when you're listening to something that kind of touches an emotional chord with you that you feel like you're on the same page as the artist. Like you're like this fucking guy gets it. Yeah. You know. There's such a thing as that, and I think that's probably the best. The uh, you can relate to them, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, as as 
other styles or other music or other things that are you know yeah. like this positive shit. They're just like they're just like platitudes where yeah. it doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? It, just, it doesn't mean anything. It's like telling a fucking depressed person to cheer up. Exactly. You can't. You can't do that's, that. what, that's what I'm saying. We don't need those things. Right. I don't want to hear those. Like what's it? Uh, you know, I don't want to hear that. I just fuck want up, it. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just stop? Yeah. <laughs> Could you just make it stop? You're gonna be okay. Bring it uh, down. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Let me flip that. Let me switch. rewire all that shit back in my head. You know? <laughs> but but I, it's it's one of those things where when you're able to relate to it and able to identify with them, it's a release. It's an yeah. outlet. You're able to... It's a way to project that emotion exactly. into something that you can absorb. Exactly. Easily, <sighs> it's it's digestible. Exactly. And you're like, fuck, yeah, dude, I know exactly what you mean, bro. Because <laughs> I know how that feels. Yeah. And then you, you just click. Yeah. It's a fucking click. And immediately, dude. when you know when you immediately hear, you know, fucking, <clears throat> you know, you know, like fucking the premonition or, yes. or burn the burn the remembrance, like you fucking... Yes. You just fucking... It just, you hit the... You just, Feel that sensation of like yeah. understanding, and you're just like, ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you finally have a, a way of just kind of like you just get it out. Yeah, and then then you feel better. Yeah, you know, and that's the power of music, dude. It's yeah. the the one thing that you know people can tell you all day, like fucking just stop. Why can't you just be happy? <laughs> you know, it's like no, fuck well, you, no, man. exactly. And the thing is, as someone myself who I suffer from depression and anxiety, yeah, um, music has been always one of those things where yeah. I can just. Get lost for you know forty minutes to an hour and just be in my own head, mm-hmm. and you just feel better. Even if like you shed a tear or two along the way, but it, you're getting it out. Yeah, and that's what this fucking band does, and they're they're so good at it. It's a catharsis, dude. They mm-hmm. they're good at that. I think um, they have a couple of quirky songs on here. <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, eh, Omerta, uh, do, 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 uh, criminals. <laughs> a little quirky, a little, a little weird. I guess maybe like yeah. um, it's a little. Oh, what's the word? It's like, um, it's like mafia-esque sort of type shit. Going on. <laughs> like some weird. I was gonna say like um, <laughs> off filter. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little strange. It's, it's a little. It's a little weird, man. Because you're like, you know, tell my family I love them that I miss them. And boom, it just ends <laughs> for Omerta. Like I come around, like what happened here, man? Like. You know, was he just off? Doing for like a like a fucking Sopranos thing. Dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was he, <laughs> did, he just, did he just get killed? He just, it just yeah. ended it. <laughs> whoever, he, whoever he was talking to fucking murdered his ass. Yeah, know? or you can, I don't know, like um, fucking totally off topic, but on topic, The Beatles. That fucking one song, I can't think of the title, it just ends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just like, it's yeah. like mid mid chord. Just, dun, yeah. Yeah. And we'll fucking, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, Dream yeah, Theater yeah. also, they do that with Pull Me Under. Oh no! Wait. That, track, that, that track just ends like in the middle of like a verse. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just they do it on purpose. It's just, I think that's cool. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's, but, it's, yeah. it's it's for I mean again I mean this is like what uh, two out of thirteen tracks that are a little yeah. off off base, but uh, but I mean I, I'm thinking though I love Omerta. Mm-hmm. it's a fan favorite too, man. But uh, I think out of the entire thirteen, I would give a solid eleven. You know what I'm saying? I live in a ten dog. You know what I'm saying? I love it. The tenth anniversary edition, by the way, included. Yeah, it's the one I have here on my phone. Yeah, it included one extra track. Which one did it include? Wait outside, and that's the extra track for that one. Sexy. Ten year anniversary. Yeah, and I think Spotify and, mm-hmm. and Apple Music both have the same. I think you get either one, but I mean, obviously, you want to get the mm-hmm. one that has more. So this 
slow leaps. They take a couple years. They bleed into, you know, what they're doing. Tour. Then we get 2006's The Great Cold Distance. Distance. start getting a little heavier again yeah like they, they, it brings back their heaviness the song um, that i immediately think of is actually yeah the opener uh fucking leaders yes that's actually what i was hearing on the way here yeah oh, that shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. yeah it's um oh, it's so good yeah and again it's just got that fucking just that rhythm that mm-hmm. just fucking flows and it's just it's just it's got a hook it's yeah. just a good song it's catchy as fuck i think for me was when i saw them again and years ago with Austin and, and mm-hmm. uh, my twin god damn it dude my twin man like that is just such a beautiful fucking song and yeah sing along dude like a motherfucker everybody was getting everybody down everybody was singing Fuck like yeah. crazy that's always fun right yeah yeah because everyone's just a fucking the thousands of people just fucking yeah. in sync because <laughs> it's yeah all together everyone's just we're together. all yeah. and I think it was one of those shows man it came out on YouTube I think Somebody was recording it from a different angle, uh-huh. and I'm like telling my friend uh, uh, Josh, "Dude, we keep on YouTube. We're there." Oh, yo, it was but actually yeah, it was that show you were yeah, at. Yeah, it was the same camera. show. Yeah, it was the same show. I think it was uh, Grizzly Hall. Wasn't that the one that you fuckers came out in the picture that the band took, or what band? What, what did you that was, see? I think that was, oh, was uh, Orphanland. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it was Orphanland. Yeah, but you guys are like dead set. I see your fucking yeah, beard. we're right there. You saw it. Right? <laughs> I see your fucking beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks <laughs> Cheese yeah. ass smile. Actually, you couldn't. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you stood out. Like, yeah, yeah, because you guys yeah. are like front and center almost. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we we're, were like right we're there, dude. You're like, you're like spot, towards man. the center or towards the front. They have a guitarist, uh, Orphanland. Yeah, they have a guitarist who is. I'm not fucking joking too. Min- miniature, <laughs> miniature, uh-huh. Israeli slash. He looks exactly like Slash. Dude. Israeli Slash. He has the same hair. <laughs> I had to, my brain had to stop and kind of yeah. understand what you just said. Yes. He had the vest. <laughs> the hat? He was show, the hat. The oh. guitar. He had the guitar, dude. Yeah. He came out with, with ladies and shit. <laughs> hanging out. This fucking dude. Yeah. He came, out, he came out hanging out, eating food and shit, pizza. <laughs> Having, having a smoke on the side. Oh my goodness. And me and Josh and Robert were just hanging out. And we're like, oh my God, it's Israeli Slash. It's there. There he is. There he is. So, <laughs> so little and shit. But he was like such a cool dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's and, fucking dope. Yeah, it was fucking crazy, dude. That's hilarious. And I mean, in the most kindest ways. I don't, uh, I'm not trying to No disrespect. To be, yeah, yeah, no disrespect at all. Yeah. He is, they, were, they were amazing. Slash dude. is considered a legend, yeah. so he should be so Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. But whether, whatever your opinion is on 
No, no, no. I, I think I think he was a good guitarist. Though. Yeah, or he is a good absolutely, guitarist. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so we have that. And then July, get the fuck out of here. That's probably the heaviest shit they've done in a long ass time. Yeah, man. Fucking um, soil. Back, back to Catatonia. By the way, yeah, people. we're back on. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we like to go on tangents. Yeah, we were always <laughs> off. Of Deli- deliberation, soil song, soil song, a concertation. I mean, this is just one of those. It's albums. a solid album. Yeah. yeah, I don't really think this is really anything you could think of skipping. Actually, say. my first show uh-huh. for Catatonia was when they were touring on this album. Oh, okay. So they were um, they were in support of this album. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, that was a while back. Yeah, we saw them in. Um, in Albuquerque. Yeah. You took, I mean, we became good buds, like what, 2008, 9? Yeah, yeah, I was still at a Lorca. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. people that live in El Paso will get that one. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that's where I met you, and yeah. then we started hanging out. And yeah, I remember we just have our weekends, you know, yeah. there's little bonfires and shit. And yeah. You're like, hey, listen to this shit. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and check this shit out. If you're yeah. up so and so. You know, dude, I always thought I was kind of cool with what I knew. Yeah. But then I met your ass, and I'm just like, <laughs> I feel like such a dumbass because like I feel like, man, I'm the tip of the iceberg. You got, you got, you got the whole glacier, dude. Like, fuck. Um, you show me these bands, I just can't even fathom existing, and it's yeah. just like, that's one thing that I think I'll always be indebted to you. It's like, fuck, yeah. dude, you always show me some good shit. I appreciate. Can we talk after this? See what you show me tonight. Yeah. Oh, you I'm, always I'm, show me some shit. You yeah. always show me some shit. Always. I have, I have some. You got some stuff for me, man. There you go. But check it out over here. That's actually my original collection, way over there. The old Metal Maniacs magazines. Oh, shit. Those were all yeah. the ones that hooked... Dude, the one that's at the top? Uh-huh. On the top left? Dude, that one's bare bones. I, I I read it so much that it's just like... Yeah, there's no cover. There's no cover on it anymore. <laughs> but Metal Maniacs, to me, yeah, is really where it's all started for me, man. For me, dude, like... Look, man, when I was growing up... Um, we were poor. You know, um, mm-hmm. my fucking... My parents, like, I would look at magazines and shit. And like, my, my mom and dad were very, like... Like they're like fucking meatloaf and tenacious D, yeah. Like like fucking yeah. the devil. We don't want this in the house. The devil music, right? Yeah. So it was. I mean, it sucked for me because I had to listen to my. I've, I've always been a metal fan. Let me preface that. I've always been into metal, and I, I'm not religious by any stretch or any of that shit. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Right. But like the the, the reality is, is that I had to listen to stuff incognito. So as a, as a little fucking high schooler upstart. Fucking wanting to listen to like fucking and, and we, I was on the, I was on your new metal podcast you know yeah as you know I was into that bullshit yeah, yeah. but like <laughs> um, during that time I mean I was still dabbling into the heavier shit and I was just like I would I would look at the magazines you know my mom would be like hey I'm gonna go get some groceries and shit yeah. so I'd be like in the fucking magazine section at um, furs when we had furs here oh yeah yeah and I'd just be like looking fucking at the magazine yeah and fucking read about these bands I'm trying to remember what they are and then you know I'll try I'll try and fucking Talk to like my fucking friends in, in in class, the ones that had connects. Like, hey, can you give me a tape with this band? Yeah, help me out, man. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Fucking, I get like a little mixtape and fucking play it till it falls apart. Yeah, dude. CDs were still. I mean, CDs were a thing, obviously, but back then, no one could afford a CD recorder. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, I remember that shit. Yeah, dude. So you know, <laughs> again, we're going off on a tangent, but like, yeah, no, dude, no, no, it's just it's true. But you know what? In in, in sort of the same regard. I never had anybody to show me shit, dude. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would just always became... Just... You, you became a fucking metal hunter, dude. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what I just started doing everything and by my Doing your research. And just, yeah. yeah. And then I started loving... Um, you read about a band and you fucking yeah. check it out. And then I would check out bands that they were associated with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
So all of a sudden, it's like it's not just one, but it's other bands, and and then it just kind of grows exponentially. And then you know it was like well, Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles. I love them because yeah. they had um, CD samplers. That's um, always good. Like know? yeah, like that or like the Metal Blade ones and yeah. shit. Because or the yeah. Central Media ones oh, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Because those are cool because you get a fucking taste of like whatever's going on right now. Yeah. And then you go, okay, cool. I like this song. I know who made it. Yeah. Let me go ahead and fucking find. Let me get the rest of the album. Yeah. Or because internet wasn't really a thing yet. Right. And the '90s internet was kind of this weird thing where. I mean, all I would go to it was uh, it was out, but I would were... I would go to fucking Simpsons website and listen to fucking clips of Homer Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that episode. That's literally the internet for me. Um, I was looking for funny shit, but like, <laughs> but no, like I mean, like um, you've had him on this ep- uh, show before, uh, Fabian. You know, yeah. he's one of my best friends. He's my oldest yeah. friend. I mean, he would show me shit too. He was kind of doing what you do for me now. Like he would be like, "Hey Gonzo, did you check out this fucker? Check out this band, dude." And yeah. Fucking played on his little boombox that he had in his fucking bedroom on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and simple times, you know, but yeah. it was really cool, you know. And he would lend me samplers and shit. He'd, yeah. help, he'd help me get into tea. You and him are like the guys that kind of made me into what I am when it comes to music. Yeah. There's bands that I got into on my own, like I said, like, you know, Dream Theater, Devin Townsend, uh, fucking Arion was with your help. But like, these bands that I listened to all the fucking time, Symphony X was, I mean, Fabian showed me that shit. You know, like, I had to make do, you know? He showed you Andromeda, no? Uh, yes, he showed me Andromeda, uh, fucking Extension of the Wish. Oh, my God. Beautiful dude, album. high five, dude. One of the best <laughs> albums. Yes. One of the best albums I've ever heard oh, in my I, fucking I can, life. Oh, I've, I've, I've fucking... Easily. Worn, if I, if, I mean, I have it digitally, but if I had a disc, it'd be worn out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spindle and broken. I believe it'd probably be hard to find right now. Oh, can you imagine? I'm They're hard to find on fucking sure. streaming sites, dude. Yeah, because there's yeah, a yeah. fucking other DJ fucker That's named right. Andromeda, That's so right. it's so hard. So when you search Andromeda, you get Andromeda, the prog band, mixed with like this dance techno yeah, shit. Yeah, as a same So artist. you have to kind of like look at the album and go, well, this album's got like a fucking mountainside. This is probably yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> this album's got like a robot android motherfucker. Yeah. This is probably it. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, it was kind of hard to fucking pick out their albums, yeah. you know. But, um, you know, Andromeda is pretty cool. Like they're, they had a they had like the one singer for one album I think, and then mm-hmm. that dude fucking left, and then they re-recorded it. They re-recorded that album, which you could debate if it yeah. sounds better or not. Uh, there's some tracks I think that work to its benefit, and there's others that don't. Yeah, I think the title track suffers, but yeah. you know it, yeah. it's it's yes. um it's uh yeah man it's it's really it's really rad just how how we had to kids nowadays will never understand no. how hard it was to get no. music. It was a thing. It was really a thing. It was, to, all, it was all word of mouth. Yeah. It was all having good friends that were willing to give you some fucking cassettes with yeah. some fuck. Hey man, this is what I've been listening to. Check it out, dude. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! And, you know, back then albums were hard to come by. Yeah. It was all just singles and whatever the fucking get and, your hands and on. And I would or I would just burn copies of shit that I yeah. had. Yeah, you know? let me borrow that CD, bro. Let me fucking rip yeah. that shit. I would use my dad's stereo. My old yeah. man had a yeah, yeah, yeah. had a fucking you know he had the CD player and then the cassette player. And I would record onto cassette tapes, and that was literally. Late '90s, still walking around with a fucking Walkman because I couldn't yeah. afford a Discman. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, yeah. I was using cassettes. I mean, I I adopted MP3 super late. Yeah. I adopted MP3s like late 2000s, man. Like yeah. 2008, yeah. nine is when I started fucking going digital. Yeah. Now I'm all digital. Yeah, me too. But like, it took me a while. It took me. A I want to start time. collecting. I'll be honest with you. I yeah. But dude, I part feel of like I feel like I knowing me. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I think it's going to be financially... I'm gonna, I, I will fuck myself. I'll be fucking honest with you, dude. Like, I remember, like, going on eBay. 
And I found a lot of fucking cool albums on eBay, and like the shipping cost more than the album. So like the album would be like three bucks, and the shipping was five. But like still, it's not bad. That's not bad. Let's hold that thought. I got pee. I think what is funny about what we're saying is that you know the old timers, fifties, <laughs> um, mid late forties, <laughs> and probably late fifties, sixties, right? Fucking. They're gonna be bitching at what we're saying, <laughs> right? Y'all could record shit on cassettes. <laughs> We we, we couldn't do stamp it on a record. We we had, we had to keep turning and I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things. Yeah, we, we would turn it ourselves to play that record. You know, slow down, Ethel. You're making it go too fast. It's yeah. off beats. Yeah, this isn't the right speed. Uh, I mean, sixty beats per minute. It's yeah, a slow God song. Damn it. So Dag Nabbit. So yeah, I feel like. I know they're going to be bitching about what we're saying. Yeah, probably. But to be quite honest with you, it's it's really not the same thing. Yeah. Uh, because I get jealous, let's say, for the people in the 80s when they were able to tape trade, but they were able to make magazines and shit from like black and white copies. Yeah. And they eventually were able to make an, a company. They were able to start something and build an empire and do something yeah. from their own two And then hands. with the coming of social media, they're easily able to transition to exactly. that. Exactly. Now, I don't have that luxury anymore. Guess what? I My my dream was to go into uh, journalism and become a journalist for these magazines. Right there with well, you, dude. That's my dream job. fucking gone. It's, all these magazines are fucking done. It's all YouTube now, man. You know? Yeah. And then <laughs> and that, the last that I know of, it's Decibel Magazine. And Decibel is one of the last bastions mm-hmm. of amazing fucking Still metal following writing. The, uh, following the old guys. I love, <laughs> I love Decibel, dude. Yeah. They're, to me... Coherent writing. Yes. Not these fucking opinion pieces. Yes. Shut the like, fuck metal fucking sucks. <laughs> fucking piece of shit, motherfucker. Do you hashtag them on these things? Uh, no, I should, though, actually. You fucking should. Listen to yeah. shit, fuckers. You got those guys are trash. Yeah. They're, they're, they need to know, I think. They need to know. Someone trash. has to tell them they suck. No, they know. <laughs> they have to know. How can you not, right? Look, when you're, you're doing it on purpose. Whoops, Merlin get... Manson fell again. Yeah. You're better. Get, you're getting the rise out of yeah. people. <laughs> Clearly, you know mm-hmm. that you're... Whatever PR company that you work for, whatever right. the fuck that you also own, what's gonna get reactions is 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 gonna get you clicks and therefore more money. Right? They know that that's why they do it, man. They're mamones. Yeah. They're 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 beating the system. That's all I can tell you. I don't know, man. I don't know how many articles you can make about but, um, metal. But let's get back onto it. Dude. But yeah, <laughs> off, uh, we're off track. So we just finished talking about the Great Cold Distance. Oh, beautiful album. And we're gonna go to one of the other. Beautiful albums. Again, it took a couple of years off. They did, you know, maybe tour. They started writing again. But November 2009, Night is the New Day.
my I think their second best album. Mm-hmm. My f- second favorite album. And I think it's their second best album, personally. Um, their eighth full-length album. Uh, again, off uh, Peaceville. Um, probably one of the better albums. And again, they used Travis Smith for their artwork. They've been using him for quite a while already in the last yeah. few albums. Um, Keeping with the, the subject, you know, it's the fucking grim gargoyle looking angel. Yeah. Looks something off of Tolkien. Yeah. Yeah, a little yeah. weird. Uh, uh, it's cool. It's a cool cover, though. Yeah. This one, though, they kind of, you know, they kind of what they did, like, with, like, um, The Great Cold Distance, they have, like, kind of a simple, simple text font, you know, just the name and the, and the, the title of the album adjacent. Right. Kind of simple. It's a, it's a very muted look, I guess, because they don't want to distract from the artwork. But, um... Yeah, no shit, huh? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's very, very Super, super... Italic font. Uh-huh. <laughs> super basic on that. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on this one? Fucking strong opening, dude. Fucking Forsaker, The Longest Year, Idle okay. Blood. Uh, we're uh, into battle. Uh, yeah. These are fucking... The, full, the whole first half of this album is yeah. fucking powerful as fuck. Yeah. Um, again, this is kind of... Kind of in the, in the precedent that they set with, uh, with the fucking the last two albums, you know, just... They're kind of like more kind of getting settled like into their sound. Yeah. This is at the point where like, you know, you really feel all right, this is this is this is Catatonia, this is what they are. Yeah. And, you know, kinda of keeping it again dreary. Um aggressive when it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fucking good shit, definitely. I think this is their 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 ne- they shed their skin again. <laughs> this is their next transition, their next change in the sound that they're going for. Yeah. Um this is the point, and this is where we turn heads and, and disagree, <laughs> and, and probably uh, people are going to be like, what? what? Their heads are going to explode. Yeah. This is the point where I feel, and this is just me and my fucking humble opinion, Sure. that Jonas has surpassed Michael on, Michael from Opeth, his vocals. The cleans. and His cleans. Yeah. I think this is the album that he's, uh, the, what is it, uh, what's the, he's, the Apprentice uh, has, whatever. The, oh, the, um, the Apprentice has become the master. Yeah. I think <laughs> this is the album where it's done. He graduated. Like, he's, <laughs> he totally went to level 100, like Skyrim. And you know, like he, he vocals one hundred, <laughs> the little drums, to doom, yeah, <gasps> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've leveled up, dude. Yeah. hundred, fuck yeah. I think that's, his, that's his Fusro Damo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Easily, dude. No, yeah, man. I mean, look, we can argue all day about the direction that Opeth went in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate it. Because as as we've talked in the past, you know, like I think, uh, I like Ghost Rivieres. I like Blackwater Park. I know those are some albums where you're, they kind of lost you. No, no, no. I love Blackwater Park. Do you? Was it, was it Ghost Rivieres? I liked it? Watershed. I hated Ghost Rivieres. Really? I I think it's good. Anyway, it's too poppy. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, we again we could get into that. It's a Actually, hold on. I gotta go pee real quick. Go pee. Yeah, I, I know it's a unpopular opinion. <laughs> you know, I I know I'm not the only one that is. Um, I've actually people have expressed their feelings yeah. already. Actually, <laughs> there's that, a lot of apo- uh, Opeth apologists out there. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, it is what it is. I, I feel like if if you're gonna go, okay, 
I feel like Keratonia, like Jonas, let's say for example, Jonas has been working and working and working and working and tweaking and just doing his vocals, mm-hmm. getting better, getting better, getting better. Yeah. I feel like Michael has taken it for granted and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to start writing this like 70s prop, prop, prop <laughs> stuff that sucks. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to do this into Elpath and everybody's going to like it. And they got some else coming out, don't they? <clears throat> yeah, they have some. I think later this year. Eh, we'll see what happens. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> oh, that's so um, sad, dude. I mean, I'm, when I'm, I met you, you were all about open. Yeah, it makes me sad to hear it's, that. I'm, I'm curious again. I'm. Well, you'll hear it. You'll I'm curious, like the way I'm with Metallica, where I'm like, "Ooh, when is their next and Justice for All gonna happen?" Or like, "When is their next album gonna be fucking just?" When's their just, next? When's Opeth's next Orchid gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. Or it's even, not. or even Blackwater Spoiler. Park. Spoiler, it's or, not. Or even Blackwater Park. Yeah, sure. Blackwater Park's great. And I'm like, you know, with Opeth, <sighs> I, with Opeth, I struggle with them. I feel like, you know what, dude? You feel like uh, he, he could have. You feel like a father whose sons just really disappointed you. Yeah. Honestly, his, Michael's solo shit. Look, his his the stuff that he incorporated into the new Opeth, he should have just made into a solo album. Yeah, and I think that would have been the safest bet to see where Keep it Opeth, the death metal yeah. prog hybrid that we've grown to love. Yeah. And he can fucking go under his own name yeah. and fucking go nuts. Because it's not fair. <clears throat> it's not fair to assume that every musician in the band mm. is 100 And honestly, there's, I, I feel there's just as many people that hate Opeth now that love them. And all the people that there hate many them. Of us. Right, and all the people that hate them hate them because they loved them before. Yeah, you cannot hate something right off the bat. You have to hate something because it upset you. Exactly. <laughs> if you didn't care about Opa to begin with, you you would be unfazed yeah. by this musical direction. Change. Exactly. Or if you were, you would only develop a strong opinion on them yeah. because you adored them at some. Exactly. Point. Exactly. So <clears throat> all the new listeners. And, for and again, in, in contrast. You know, I feel Catatonia did it at the right time. Yeah. You know, they only had, you know, uh, three albums that were kind of going for this one direction. You know, life happened and Jonas had to adjust. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. And he did in the best way he could. And he decided to, you know, I'm going to kind of relate to like how we handle my job in customer service. He took the problem and owned it. Mm-hmm. He fucking made it his own and he fucking took control of it. Mm-hmm. And he fucking made it, he just made it grow into this yeah. new thing. He took something negative, which most death metal artists would see this as well that's it I'm fucking done career ender I'm fucking done what am I I'm gonna go pick up the fucking drums I guess I don't know what I'm gonna do mandolin (laughs) (laughs) that's so specific Um, (laughs) you know and yeah and no he 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 took an I can't to an I can't and he did it and he's I mean he's the definition of motivation right there because you know he yeah man life happens sometimes he your voice is a precious instrument, yeah. you know, and the thing is, is when you're a vocalist, you get one chance, you yeah. get one voice, and in Jonas's case, he got two. Yeah. He really did. He, he got lucky, man. He, he really did. did. He, he, and actually, he was saying in the beginning that he didn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to go the clean direction, but he was interested enough that he will do it just to see what would happen. And an open mind it. is an open door. And the fact that he kept an open mind to the idea of, hey, well, you know, yeah, this isn't what I originally, when I started Catatonia, this project with Anders, I, you yeah. know, when I decided I'm, this is what I'm, we're going to do, we do this fucking mellow death fucking project, we're going to do this thing. You know, when we started with this, we never, I'm sure they never planned at any point to go in this direction that right. they did, but it was either adapt, overcome, or fucking hang it up. 
and he fucking chose the fucking former and he fucking did it and yep. as a result this new band was born yeah. you know and now we're here we are talking about him yeah you know fucking 20 plus years later or yeah. almost 30 years later um talking about him you know saying fuck man these guys were inspirational enough that we want to spend a couple of hours talking about yeah them. and i think they're <clears throat> they're definitely important enough man they, they hit on all those different tangents huh mm-hmm. on those different angles of the way you want to look at it um because they really do give that strength they really do give that extra pep to a lot of different people dude yeah to want to fucking be better absolutely know? dude i mean because you know what being in a bad place we've all been there mm-hmm. to some degree i mean everybody there's nobody that's ever come out of this life unscathed we've all had dark times we've all had times where we felt like fuck what am i gonna do you know yeah. i don't know i can't or you don't even know you don't even know why you feel this way yeah you know sometimes these 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 sensations come without reason that's what's the scary thing about it yeah um but you know there's two there's two ways you when you're depressed man there's two ways i mean it's either you call it quits or you fucking find that outlet because yeah. no one's gonna give it to you mm-hmm. and music is a beautiful direction that you can mm-hmm. go in it's part of the most pure direction you can go in and the fact that bands like catatonia exist and give us that outlet is yeah. powerful <clears throat> you know i i can I, i'm what you consider a new fan i, I still can I, mean, I know it's been a few years now but i still consider myself a new fan and yeah. the fact that i've i've you know woken up just feeling off and or even if it's just you know uh, I'm off from work and it's just a dreary day, rainy day, um, you know uh, where I'm at right now. We have these bay doors. You've seen them. You can open these bay doors. Yeah. You have the immediate outside. Let the rain come down. Put on a fucking put on an album, you know. And usually my go-to's are Catatonia, Agalok, mm-hmm. just anything that reminds me of just the grayness yeah. that the world can give you. Yeah. <laughs> you know this. Uh, there's no black and white. It's all gray areas. Yeah. And Catatonia is just that. It's it's <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. It's mellow. It's a gray area. Catatonia yeah. is the definition of a gray area. But it's not a bad thing. It just means that they fill mm-hmm. so many slots in life. And, you know, again, that's kind of thing what Jonas was going through, you know, yeah. with his transition. You know, it was either I figure this out or I just fucking hang it up and maybe find yeah. some other way to express myself musically yeah. that maybe wouldn't have as big an impact as yeah. being a singer would. Yeah. And he decided to fucking find a way, and he did. And I, and I think what's also so fucking cool about him is that when you see him live mm-hmm. he's like such a, he's like he's so shy mm-hmm. you know like he covers himself up <laughs> he gets a hair in front of his face <laughs> don't look at me you know a little bit of um what like social anxiety or something <laughs> you know like dude it happens it, to the best of them yeah but that's the the, the greatest thing about it is you see that, artists like that have been doing yeah. this shit for 30 years yeah. and you see them like just <laughs> yeah. getting yeah. ready to get on stage like let's yeah. go let's go yeah you know, they have to pump themselves up they don't want to like because how do you get used to thousands of people looking at no you shit, fucking hanging on your every action hanging yeah. on your every word fucking everyone has a camera now yeah. just filming you so if you fuck up it's they going on the internet yeah. you know like it's a lot of stress dude yeah. and the fact that I don't think You'll ever get used to that. I don't care who you are. I don't care if I don't you're think the so. biggest yeah. fucking pop star in the world. Yeah. You have to fucking do a fucking quick cross and prayer and get out there. Because it's fucking scary, man. Mm-hmm. People are brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Especially metalheads. <laughs> we're, uh, we're vocal as fuck when we don't yes, like something. Absolutely. What the fuck happened out there, dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tripped. Fucking idiot. It gets on. 
comes out on metal sucks. Mm. <laughs> Poor Marilyn Manson. He's, he's trying his best. I know. I know. He's, this dude's like 56. Leave him alone. <laughs> he's doing, I, you know what? I like Marilyn Manson. He's cool. I he's alright, man. I, yeah, I, he's, he's, I don't have any beef. He's a showman. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, he fucking staggers. Oh, metal sucks. Marilyn Manson fell again. I'm like, yeah. oh, stop it. Leave yeah. the guy alone. They're like insinuating. <laughs> And then the next things, article, man. fucking baby metal is the band you always knew you you never knew you wanted. Yeah, uh, no, I'm pretty here. sure I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> the the fuck I did it. Fuck, dude. Like, yeah. They're, they're they love writing outrageous titles. The fucking it's clickbait. Okay. <laughs> fucking, I'm so sick of Slipknot. <laughs> I'm oh, so God. tired of it. Leave me alone. Oh, <laughs> I don't <God>. care. <laughs> What's Corley Taylor say about his mask? Yeah, and then the fucking who's the new member that they because that guy sued him or whatever. Uh, and they're like, who's the new guy with the dick nose? Who fucking, <laughs> and then Corey says, none of your fucking business. That's right. Sorry, you fucking fifty-year-old edge lord. <laughs> oh my god, dude, fuck off. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie, dude. When I was a kid, I yeah. liked Slipknot. When they first came out, and they had like one album or whatever. Yeah. They had like an EP and one album, the self-titled yeah. one. I, you know, fucking six, 16, 17 year old Gonzo thought they were fucking cool. Yeah. Hey, look at these guys. They look like fucking cheap Halloween horror. I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like this edge lord bullshit. Because again, I was in the new metal, so I was yeah. into that fucking edge lord shit. But yeah. anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I fucking evolved. <laughs> That, yeah, I'm glad too, brother. It would have sucked too, man. I don't think we'd be friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit me. Gonzo's cool, but he, God, he listens to trash. <laughs> Sorry, Gonzo. Coming to come coming to visit in a tool shirt wearing a ghost hat. <laughs> hey David, did you hear the new Slipknot single? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard pass. Yeah, that's a hard pass. <laughs> so, right, so where we got next here? Uh <laughs> We're going to go over to, um, is it 2010? What does it, uh, uh, 2012 Dead End Kings. Ooh. How long is the pattern going to speak for you? How far can your voice reach? Your song. Now, I will be very honest with you on this one. This is where I lost interest in this, and not not in Catatonia, but in this album. Okay. I had no interest in it whatsoever. None. You know, come to think of it, I don't think you put this on your little thing. You told me to listen to it to get ready for this. Yeah. It's not on there. Forget this. But it's got the crow on there. The crow is. (laughs) He's back. The crow is uh, is back. This is a little. He's on your shirt. Sure He's kind is. of an ongoing theme. <laughs> he is, sure is. It should be the fucking artwork for this podcast. A little, little crow. That'll be fucking cool. Hanging out. So we have uh, this is their ninth full length album yeah. came out August two thousand twelve. Yeah. Um, twenty twelve. That was a good year for me. So <laughs> I didn't mean drunk, dude. So no, no, it's okay. That's what the beer's for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of feel like okay, this is I think. 
easily to me huh? the weakest album they've ever done. Yeah, everyone's bound to. Yeah, I, I I'll be honest, I don't have much to say. Um, didn't really come up for me. Yeah, you know, it looks like it, a fuck. I mean, the artwork. I mean, if you want to talk just you know arbitrarily about it, yeah, the artwork looks like um, something you'd see off of the scary tales stories that come yes. to tell in the dark. I agree. I agree. It looks like that fucking artwork. I absolutely. I wonder if it's that guy because it, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I keep one. stepping on the sandal over here, and I think it's it's a person, but it's not. That's how soft. I mean, it's impossible for it to be a person because there's so nobody soft. to my left. But anyways, I love it. I digress. <laughs> but yeah, this easily to me the worst. Album. Okay. Not worst, I guess, but easily overlooked. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, no, no, well, I tried. Implies that it's great, and no one listens to it. So maybe just. You know what? I tried listening to it quite a few times, yeah. and it just didn't click for me. Just didn't grab. It just didn't, it just did not click for me. Mm, okay. While it's probably to me the worst, I think, everyone's got to have a worst. Doesn't I matter think, who they are. I think the only song really worth listen worth listening to me was track nine, Lethian. Lethian. Okay. Uh, that was probably the only one, and Dead Letters at that song too. Okay. And that was it. I, I can't really. Add, I'm not gonna lie. I can't add too much to it. Yeah. But um. Uh, and and and. <clears throat> You guys let me know if you like that album, mm-hmm. how you felt about it. Yeah, and say some discussion. We could talk about it next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always good to hear, like, I guess, counter counterpoints. Um, right. You know, because sometimes counterpoints are the introduction of new ideas. And with mm-hmm. new ideas, hey, maybe we can listen to it with a different frame of thought. And that could help, you know? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they realized that it wasn't a great album because I think, well, like, a year later, they came up with their next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, it took... Took four years. Was oh, it four now. years? Mm-hmm. Really? From 2012 to 2016. No shit. That was a big gap. Yeah, that though. was just recent. Yeah, this is the, um, I think, the most recent album, correct? The Fall of Hearts. Yeah. Back to the Raven again, by the way. To the Raven, there's a there's some sort of fucking. That's right. I think bird. I remember reading when I was kind of kind of boning up on my Catatonia history. Yeah, uh, they did go through a brief like, "Hey, we're done. We're calling it quits." I remember you yeah. were sad. Yes, you were sad. You fucking were on social media going, "Oh, it sucks." Yes, but now they they came back. It was actually I think it might have been after this. Yeah, because they. Well, no, yeah, that's right. They took another hiatus, and yeah, now they're, they the just bath. right. And, and now, now they're, they're back again. They're back again. They said they're, they're going to start again. working on something. Yeah. Then 2019. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's going to come well, out. Probably 2020. 2020 probably early, man. Yeah. So this one is their 10th studio album, mm-hmm. The Fall of Hearts, um, released May 2016. Um, pretty much, you know, you have your um, Anders... You have Jonas there, features new members, Daniel, 
and Roger. Yeah, it was the first changeup for yeah. after a long time. After a while. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but this one is the one that took more of a proggy yeah. uh, tone, more of a proggy This direction. one, besides uh, fucking uh, The Great Cold Distance, yeah. uh, uh, fucking... Uh, Night is a New Day, you know, mm. kind of the more staple albums that we were talking about earlier. This one has taken kind of a hold. This is the one I've been listening to a lot lately. Again, probably because of the merit that it's the most recent one. And I tend to gravitate to what's more recent because I want to kind of be I can't, yeah. current. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not, not to discredit, you know, old shit because the old shit's what we always go back to. Yeah, we've been talking about that. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I, think, I think this is a great nod back to what they were doing before yeah and probably definitely a good comeback album mm-hmm. um, now Agreed. if it would have been their <clears throat> swan song and if it would have been their last album of their entire discography I <clears throat> think it would have been a sad note mm, but f- yeah but with that being said still outstanding album yeah actually more like what you would call a, retur- a return to form yeah good, more good songs than, than shitty mm-hmm. songs yeah uh, not that they're shitty, but again, <laughs> but um, songs that I would put on repeat and want to listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, definitely. The Dog Day Sunrise of songs. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I think some of the notables for me, man, mm-hmm. easily uh, Serian, Old Hearts Fell, Decimal, Residual, Ciroc. Um, Those are some of the ones that really. St- just jump out, out at you. Yeah. yeah, so definitely we're checking those out. <clears throat> I know I know there's uh, different versions of it. I know they've released different live albums yeah. since then. They have released uh, an all-acoustic live sanctitude uh, in a church. Yes. Uh, I love that one. I actually heard it. Uh, I actually, if you want a kind I, of a, a taste of everything, you also have yeah. the, the, I think it's like a compilation of Viva Emptiness. Yes. So that's, a, that's kind of a good. I heard um, it. Uh, I have it actually on my yeah. computer, dude. It's, it's a good. Easy. It's a good kind of tour de force. Yeah. Kind of so Viva Emptiness is a good. Kind of get a taste of a little bit of everything mm. that they're about. So it's a beautiful. It was like a beautiful um, setting too inside the church. I love. Yeah. I love that one. I think this is kind of you know. We're coming towards the end of the. Mm-hmm. The the band pretty much here at this point. Yeah, we're pretty current. This is their most latest. I know. Check in with us. They're going to write a new album pretty soon. Exciting. Uh, I'm very optimistic. Absolutely. I'm very curious to see. Time away, you know, the heart grows fond, right? So I think time away from this project um, has given them, hopefully, you know, I know, yeah, they're doing their work with Bloodbath and everything, but like, hopefully, give them time to fucking write some good shit down, get some good ideas, and, you know, hopefully they enter the studio with like a fucking clear view of what they want to do. Because usually. You know, when you have a, a good vision of a project before you start, that usually means that's going to be streamlined, it's going to be good, it's going to be consistent. Yeah. That's what yeah. we need, you know, consistency. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I'm, I'm super hopeful. I know they're, these guys are pros, man. They've been around for a long time. Absolutely. Doing thing. I'm not, I doing don't, I, thing. Well, I was still learning to count, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't doubt they're going to release a great album. With that being said, I'm really happy, I'm hoping for them, and I'm really looking forward to Megadeth's new album. Oh, yeah. I was listening to that shit, that compilation they released. Um, Hola. Yeah, it's got uh, a little bit of everything, dude. Dude, it, it's if, great. If you're going to give anybody 
<laughs> like, hey, start somewhere. Yeah, that's a fucking yeah. beautiful. That's a good one. thing, dude. That's all uh, with the the, air, the airplane or the yeah. The fighter, well, I have it right here because I added it recently to yeah. the shit. Uh, fucking warheads on foreheads. Yeah, from Megadeth. Dude. Basically, it's just this fucking greatest re- hits. It's the greatest hits, but they're all remastered. They sound yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, you can say what you will about Dave Mustaine, but like, yeah. it's hello me, hello me, it's me again. But yeah, dude, like, it's such a good fucking collection yeah. of Megadeth. Just a fucking tour de force is yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think at this point, if you're not metalhead, you've heard Megadeth. At this yeah. point. You know whether or not you like them. Well, this is a good introduction. Hey. For all the kids show, out there. Show your boyfriend. Show your girlfriend. <laughs> hey. But for all the guys who have not heard it. You've only heard of Slayer. Let me show you some good thrash. Yeah, yeah let me show out. you some actually <laughs> really good thrash. Check this shit out, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should do a fucking Dave Mustaine episode. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I would love to, man. That'd be fun. That'd be That'd hilarious. Be He's we'll, so we'll dramatic. Have to, like, talk He's like so like dramatic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He'll probably kick our ass with, like, the... Judo, what the fuck he does? The Metal Podcast. What a bunch of bitches. Judo, chop. <coughs> Judo, chop. <laughs> I. No, yeah, he's he's pretty fucking badass. Yeah, he um, is. He's amazing. I think. Um, I don't know. Uh, the next episode is still up in the air because okay. I'm still thinking. Opeth, Anathema. Mm, uh, both of those would be fun. Yeah, and I think I kind of want to go. With, uh, I think Opeth. I took two more details. Yeah, I was say I think Opeth would elicit more of an emotional response yeah. from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll go with Opeth. Uh, yeah. If anything, um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We might do uh, in betweeners, and then we'll go in, get into a, that. A, a yeah, full, one big. a full length. There you go. Uh, uh, dissecting. That sounds fun. Dissecting. Yeah, yeah so, definitely. I would love to be a part of the show yet again. So yeah. definitely, let me know. <laughs> so pretty soon we'll have you um, back. So do you have any? Any upcoming things you want to worth mentioning? Um, shit, no, <laughs> no. I mean, keep your eyes on the skies because there's aliens up there. It's a new uh, hardcore. Was it metalcore album? Shut up. <laughs> there's always tomorrow. The day after tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to say really quick, since I've already been out yeah. and about. Uh, I did uh, two different guest spots on Metal Rock and Whiskey podcast. So if you guys want to hear them, they are called Metal Rock and Whiskey. I did the Stone Temple Pilots episode, and I did the nice. Smashing Pumpkins episode. Yeah. Hey, Smashing Pumpkins are great. Yeah, yeah, we did. Good. We did a um, what is it? A, a battle of albums, and, uh-huh. and we had a pick between Melancholy and Infant Setness, and we had a pick. Uh, uh, what was the other album? With today's the day, uh, that album, uh, uh, Cherub Rock, Cherub Rock. No, wait, no, Cherub no, Rock's no, no. a song. Yeah, 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 that album. Whatever album that song, the song Siamese today, Siamese Dream. No, Siamese Dream. Yes, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So we yes. we went off on that one. Definitely and, a smashing and, album. Uh, you'll have to hear what I picked. Check them out. Check man. it out. Yeah, dude. Uh, they focus on obviously whiskey is one of the things they like to pair. Whiskey with their episodes and stuff, and they'll let you know beforehand. Like, nice. hey, this is what I've been drinking, or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> and yeah, then listen to Metal and Rock. Uh, my first uh, episode with them, I actually did an uh, Exodus episode back a few weeks ago, about a month ago, Fuck two yeah. months ago. Fuck yeah. So you guys want to hear it? Again, better thrash. Yeah. <laughs> Again, better thrash. <laughs> so, with that being said, I'm Wolfman Dave. And I'm Gonzo. 
Metal for passion, not for fashion, suckers! Ow!